Welcome to the RR Podcast. We bring you the latest in Toku news, in-depth discussions, and everything else that you could ask for, all with a healthy dose of insanity. So here are your hosts, Shugwin Shinobi, Dawson Rider, Jediimon, and Aerosol. Riders, Rangers, and Rambles, Season 5. Ready? Go! Hello, welcome to our Season 5, Episode 21. We're going into Overgrime! Because it has an epilogue, and we're... Gonna, I'm just gonna kill someone over this. It's one of the last ones. Actually, Dawson, I think the other way was funnier. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Owned. <laughs> Ain't nobody got gun for that. <laughs> can we kill him? Is that allowed? <laughs> Is that a legitimate thing that we can do? <laughs> okay. Um. So, jumping right into the the onesies, one ups. Um. I I've bought a lot of Transformers things lately. And that's not... Shut up! That's <laughs> <laughs> not exciting at all. Classic Pilo. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it. I'm waiting to see where I can buy drive toys. The store? Um, that's... Thank you, asshole. <laughs> that's, uh, where can you buy drive toys? Google it! God damn, you like those Google, YouTube commenters. Google.com where I buy drive. Uh... <laughs> So you like those commenters, Brian. Where can I buy Common Rider toys? Um, I haven't found anything PR-related or anything exciting at all. Smash comes out in, like, a day. It'll already be out by the time this goes up, but... <laughs> that makes me happy. That's exciting. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I, I've got nothing. It's been dull. Just like you. I bet. And that's it. I pass. <laughs> really? You pass? I don't have anything. Alright, well. I got... This thing, the cooling thing. I got uh, my HLJ box with the Shinkenger and Gohan Jiresha. And I got my um, Amiyami box that has Ranger and Hyper Tokyo Ichigo vinyl and um, Iron Man. Um, and um, let's see. Did someone just club Kevin upside the head? <laughs> It was a game show to kiss. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Seriously, though, um, get up. And, uh... There we go. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I don't think anything else happened. Uh, I've just been playing Pokemon. So, go to Aerosol. Um, choo-choo. Uh, <laughs> All right, murder train came for this, aerosol. This 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 goddamn train never shows up. 
any other time of the day, but now. <laughs> I, it, it really wants to be a part of the podcast. Um, I, I really don't have anything else to say, so I guess we'll kind of shift into the Purple. news. Oh. We're, um, we're exciting people. <laughs> which uh, <laughs> mostly consists of Drive getting a new rider and Tokyujir getting a new bunny. <laughs> I this. <laughs> it sounds awful when you put it that way. <laughs> it sounds I, awful no matter how I put it. I I wake oh, up true. and I have a, a text message from Jeff just asking, "Have you seen the Rainbow Line president?" I'm like, "What?" And so I'm like <laughs> flipping through news and they're like, "Oh, scans of the magazines are out," and I just see this big bunny head. And I don't know what to do with my life. I, <laughs> I just got to stare at it, it, tilt my head a little bit, and I just go back to sleep. I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, in in that in that same. <laughs> oh God! The place is haunted. <laughs> Quick, somebody find the bones. Who died here? Give me their names. <laughs> I'm terrified. That's the door to my den. It needs to be oiled really bad. Um, so but I need an exorcism, man. <laughs> in that same uh, batch of scans, they like revealed the Tokyo's names, which aren't exciting at all. Um, and I, I do they, like that they kept uh, they kept continuity that Takati's name isn't actually Takati. Yeah. Um, the, they revealed, like, what happened to them, which is basically what we've all been saying since the beginning. Um, so that's not exciting, but, <laughs> uh, no, it's the bunny man. stupid. They were all molested by the bunny man. That was creepy. I, 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 I think they were. The <laughs> I, I think they were molested by the bunny man. He just kept saying imagination right before he stuck his fingers in him. Oh god! <laughs> uh, so scared. <laughs> Tokyo can be so much more traumatizing if if you really put in the effort. <laughs> uh, if you really think about it, uh, this show's pretty grim, dark. <laughs> We've got rape and child molestation. Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's Michael actually the Jackson's identity. The- Michael Jackson's a rainbow line president. Oh my god. Um, So yeah, that's... um, I I made the joke on Twitter that I want like the person behind the bunny mask to be the actor that plays the conductor and then like all the conductors are clones uh, operated by sentient puppets. So that's my goal of Tokyo right now is just to make it creepy as fuck. Because... Can't get any worse than this week's episode. <laughs> um, Drive had some scans. Yeah, we we got the new the new writer, which is an evil writer uh, called Machine Chaser. Um, <laughs> which is a funny name. Um, <laughs> who his design's all right. I, I kind of dig it. It's really asymmetrical and he's got like just the one eye um it's kind of crazy <laughs> I, saw, he, he, I, I saw a joke on twitter someone's like punch him in that side of his face and then he can't <laughs> see 
he certainly looks much more monstrous than we uh, than we normally get out of a writer. Mm-hmm. And his actor looks like Hikari from Tokyo Drew, and I can't like stop seeing it. Yeah, everyone was like, he looks like Hikari mixed with Eiji from O's, <laughs> and it's the worst feeling. <laughs> Uh, but no, it really does. Uh, I don't think there was a whole lot else in those scans. There were some shots of the the Roy Mudo or whatever their names are, and like all of drives different like tire sashes. There's one of the shift cars is Dream Vegas. Dream Vegas. <laughs> and it basically gives him like a slot machine reel as his tire sash. And like these big coin shields, and it's the greatest thing. <laughs> it was made for me. <laughs> you got some really awesome looking abilities there. I mean, I I like it. I think I think some of them are kind of goofy looking, but I think that's what I like. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're definitely different. They're not like your standard. Like, oh look, I have a giant claw, or like I have fire abilities. No, I have giant like slot machine powers like oh okay <laughs> oh look i can shoot concrete it's actually <laughs> one of his powers <laughs> out of my tire one of the the police one just gives him like a, a grill cage like he just beats people with it i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the uh the taxi one allows him to create portals <laughs> Taxi one's helpful. As Greetings, shit. young portal master. <laughs> choose your Skylander. Choose, choose your Skylander. <laughs> Throws giraffe. Uh, but I, I think they're pretty unique, and it it reminds me a bit of uh, certain things with like Forza's modules and stuff, but just uh, very singular. And I mean, I liked that part of Forza, so I don't mind it at all. I think it'll be. It'll make some fight scenes interesting. I, I hope Drive doesn't go the way of... Um, Forza wasn't too bad with it, but like Wizard and stuff where he would have like an ability and... Just never just use, use it, it past once. the first time. Yeah. That aggravated <laughs> and me. after that. <laughs> Forza's main fault, I think, was not... They had some really cool fights in the movies where they mix and match some of the switches, which was really cool, but they never really did anything like that in the show. Or at least very often. Mm-hmm. Was it Ultimatum that had that really cool scene where he used like every switch? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know. I think there, there was like two. There was two movies that he was in that he had really cool fight scenes in. There was one of them where he, yeah, where he used all of them. But those, all the movies, he did pretty cool fight scenes using using the switches and combining them properly and everything else. Wasn't Ultimatum like the crazy one where everything just kept blowing up? They were like blowing up cars that weren't even involved in the conflict. I th- yeah, I think that was Ultimatum. That movie was crazy. Yeah, because the, the, the bus that was chasing him like drove off a cliff or something. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> that movie was balls nuts. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what, what else do we have? We have... Um... <laughs> Uh, I kind of wanted to see it for last, but I don't. I don't think there's anything else um, before we get to this lovely little tidbit. 
Um, let me double check. It doesn't look like there's a ton. I mean, make your list. Check it twice. Just Brian. going down the list here, and it's just like, oh, today no, nothing any of us care about. <laughs> uh, today there's more rider locks. That happened. Yeah, because yeah. the guy riders need their own locks now too. So those those, those look actually kind of neat. I don't know if I'm going to get them or not, but they look neat. Uh, there's a Kuga manga that happened this oh, week. Yeah. They call it a conga. Right in a way. Donkey Konga. It's gonna write Kuga manga. It does sound like. Wow. And yeah, so that that's it. Besides our our last little topic, Bandai has announced their New York Comic Con exclusives. Oh boy. And one is a metallic version of the Green Ranger vinyl that they gave out at San Diego Comic Con. So if you couldn't now make it to San Diego, metallics. but you can make it to New York, now you get a metallic one because that's exciting as shit. But the main the main attraction is the I I kid you not, the Tommy Oliver Ranger key set. I wish I was joking. They're metallic too, right? Aren't they? I, yes, they're because all those keys are available regular. Yeah, they're metallic, like the MMPR set was in San Diego. <laughs> uh. I, uh, I I first saw the like tweets about it, and I misread it as Tony Oliver. <laughs> like that doesn't <laughs> seem like it's necessary. <laughs> it's, it's just why is he need a key set? <laughs> <laughs> The Power did Ranger do, producer key set, Tony Oliver. John did, did he do any voices besides Saba? I don't <laughs> think so. Himself. <laughs> Real life. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and waste my energy bitching about it because it's not worth it. I just See, I'm can't, fine with I, it because it's nothing I want. I can't believe it's happening. Like I'm Those glad are my because favorite I don't have exclusives. I don't have to bother hunting it down, and that's fantastic. I love that. Just the fact that it, it actually happened, I I can't. I like my head is having trouble comprehending. Like, like there's I, I don't, people I don't get it. <laughs> bitching saying why didn't they do females or six or ranger support people? It's like. It's just like when the Black Armored figure released. I'm like, why would you want all these keys that people want so bad to be more difficult to get? Yeah. It's like, I would rather, if that came out at all, have it be something widespread or something that other people could get. It's like, no matter what they do, people bitch. Whether it's too exclusive of an item or not exclusive enough. It's like, what do you people want? This is like the perfect type of thing. It's it's nothing I want, but... I mean, I, I see... I definitely see the Tommy fatigue, but at the same time, I'm I'm like fatigued of the Tommy fatigue. <laughs> it's like he's a douche right now, but his character is popular. I mean, there's a he's got a bunch of fans that aren't even aware of any of the drama, and then he's got the fans that'll defend him and like threaten to stab you and like burn you in front of your own face if you make fun of him. <laughs> but it's like they know where the money is, and it makes sense in my head. But I'm just glad it's something I don't want, and I don't have to like play, pay a crazy price for. It's the same thing with like the MMPR key set or uh, the Golden Dragon Dagger and stuff like that. It's been a pretty for for the people who let the the Tommy fatigue get to them. It's been a very stressful year. Uh, <laughs> 
But I mean, when when you look at it like like I do with whether I have to buy it or not, it's been a really nice year. Like I haven't yeah. had to buy much of anything, and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what was the New York exclusive last year? Wasn't it just that Red Ranger vinyl? Um, was it? I I think so. I think yeah yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just that. The year before that was the SH figure. It's uh. Female chicken red. Oh yeah, that doesn't um, really count. But yeah, I, th- I think it was just the the Red Ranger thing. There wasn't anything big at New York, I believe. And hey, at least our PMC exclusive wasn't. If the PMC exclusive was the Tommy Key set, I could definitely see people getting like ten times the amount of pissed. Oh yeah. But like, at least like our convention for us was more like sort of Rangers that aren't main completely mainstream. Even though Wolf Ranger was still a very odd choice. Other than the fact that he was there, but still, it made more sense. So it's fun to sit back and watch all the watch all the bitch happen. Uh, but yeah, I think bitch. That's it for the- <laughs> 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 I think that's it for the news. I think. Yeah, no. Bitch. Week. <laughs> we you. haven't had a huge news week in a while. We're in that uh, slow period where, like, nothing is going to come out for Tokyo, except for, like, the monthly magazine scans, and nothing's going to really happen with Drive for until, like, they reveal the actual second rider, which may or may not happen soon. I don't know. With with Chaser there, it's hard to (laughs) determine what's going to happen with Drive in terms of extra... Riders and stuff, so I have no idea. Probably get another guy rider from the next movie that's just like repurposed armor. (laughs) I was reading that farewell article or whatever, and I was just thinking how badly I want to just like read like interviews and stuff about the show, like the talks about like what certain plans were that might have fell through, what things changed, like Zach being more important, uh, and I like I want to know what went into the thought process behind like why they decided to give Baron stuff and uh, evil Ryugan. Why they forgot to paint the back of his head? <laughs> just like it's it's one of those series that's like I'm so fascinated by that I could just sit there and read a big nerd book about it. <laughs> but like I can't find anything, so I just have to settle for like random tidbits every now and then. We'll get I don't even know how I got to talking about that. We'll construct your big book. <laughs> it's all written in like big letters, so I can read it and understand <laughs> it. <laughs> so now it's time for. Superhero time! Tokyuja! Super Jinko! At least it wasn't the Beat Riders for the last time. Thanks, Cass. <laughs> it's no longer right? the Beat Riders. <laughs> um, They're just one now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um. Tokyuja? Uh, Tokyuja episode 30. So this was the thing I watched, and I wished I didn't. <laughs> should have watched the other thing. I should have. Like I was, I was like halfway through the episode, and I'm like, you know, I should just go like visit Dallas and get some Ebola. That's probably more fun than this. It. it I I watched it uh, this evening, and uh, I I. 
the only thought process that could go through my mind while doing this is who thought of this plot? <laughs> who actually sat there and said, you know what would be a sweet <laughs> plot? If we give everyone wigs and have them take care of baby chicks. Oh, God. I thought the exact same idea. thing. I thought the exact same thing. Because I was sitting there, I'm like, how many plots did they have to get rid of before this was the acceptable one? Like, what was, what was the throwaway plot for this week? Like, what what didn't make the cut? Not only did someone have to think of it, it actually had to get green light through the writing process to actually happen. So there, there's so many stages of why this episode why? produced... Why did no one question this? (laughs) Somewhere at some point in time should have stopped this from happening. Nobody did. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how (laughs) these things happen. And it's, it's kind of upsetting. The, the, The one thing that did make me laugh was when they had the, the wigs on and Akira was trying to figure out how to put his helmet back on. <laughs> uh, that was about the only thing that, like, well, not only was the base plot of this episode stupid, we had the secondary plot of Kagura needing to bake a cake. Yeah. <laughs> like, then, even before the, the fucking chicken wigs happened, <laughs> it was, we started the episode with it's Mio's birthday, but this is a Kagura focus episode, so <laughs> forget about Mio. Um, like, and I, I did find the the whole like cake scene where they're criticizing her cake, and Akira is just eating it, and he's just like, "This is where I die." <laughs> that was amusing, but that reminds me of of like Mia's cooking and samurai. Yeah. It's just like so much of this episode just didn't need to happen. <laughs> this this just didn't need to exist. And yet it does. Like, I love how, like, no, it's okay, Kagura. The battle is not important. You can learn to bake a cake. <laughs> Pretty much. Saving this town is not important. You need to go bake for your friend. That is what is truly important to this entire scenario. Well, it's it's sad when even the the villains are like, are we sure we want to go with this plan? <laughs> this whole like putting wigs on them and then putting baby chicks on top of those wigs. That's that's our plan. And like, we cut to the the villain base with Mork and she's like she's criticizing Noir. She's like, "Are you even taking this seriously? This is a stupid plan." <laughs> She's like, I don't think you're serious about gathering darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, look, you just let me do this. I know what I'm doing. I got this. And Zed was like, don't you think this is rather convoluted? He's like, she's like no, not at all. Perfectly <laughs> acceptable. No, this is fine, because sometimes the complicated thing is worthwhile in the, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. End scene. <laughs> and then to top it off, like it. they don't even they don't even win by any like plan. 
at all. Like Kagura doesn't really win the day anyhow. It's just like because she no, the, the chickens suddenly grow up <laughs> and then they attack the, how, the enemy. How did they grow up? <laughs> because they were um, well taken care for. Taken care yeah. of. Yeah. Are they like they're like Tamagotchi? They just they you took care of them enough so they suddenly grew? <laughs> well, they fed him and took care of him, and they reached, you know, level 16, and then they evolved from Torchic into Combuskin. Okay. <laughs> they fed them enough rare candies and got them all to evolve. Yeah, they got them all to evolve at the same time, and they had the little noise. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, yeah, we're safe. Last week, we were trying to, like, oh, I wonder what's going to be the story behind Pink and Yellow having Hyper at the same time. It was just because Mio got in the way. <laughs> like, that's the thing. is, I sat here the whole time up until watching it thinking, okay, they're somehow both, like, it's two suits. I'm thinking, I, and then you get to the episode, and it's like, no, it's actually one long piece that's just stretched across two idiots. No. <laughs> She legitimately yeah. just stood parallel to Kagura, and the train just went through both of them at the same time. <laughs> that was it. Because <laughs> I, I, I knew this was coming because last week Kevin mentioned that this was in the previews, and uh, I didn't know that it was just like I, I thought. Okay, well, both of the girls get the power up at the same time separately. Not. Okay, let's just shove both of them into the same suit. What? Why? <laughs> why does this need to happen? Why does this need to happen was basically my thought process this entire episode. Everything that happened was a why. It's so they can say that both girls got the power up without wasting a second episode. <laughs> it probably is. Uh, Tokai needs to get it now. Um, eventually. Um, they saw they saw the whole samurai debacle. Where like, Yellow didn't get super uh, super mega samurai shogun mode. Whatever the fuck. Super mega samurai shogun mode. <laughs> yes. Shut up. <laughs> like I forgot what it was called at first for a second. Like she didn't get shogun mode. So sexism, and they're like, oh shit, we can't have this. We got idiot fans over there that are gonna bitch at us too. So just give it to them both at the same time. So, so, like, two hyper trains? No, fuck it. Just make one suit piece. That'll be fine, right? Just take hyper, put it on Kagura, and we'll take our second copy, and we'll, we'll put half of it on Mio and just tape it together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Uh, there... Outside of just how butt-fucking-stupid this was. Like, this was the only redeeming factor of this episode, was that it was so dumb that I couldn't help but laugh throughout most of it. And it was it was more of a laugh of desperation than it actually being funny. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm finding more amusement out of you know, riffing on it here than I did yeah. uh, while I was watching it. Uh, like, the, the, an extra benefit I had is that I was I was sitting on the couch, and it's right in front of uh, Kat's computer desk, so she was kind of watching it at the same time I was, and she was just as dumbfounded about what was going on than I was. 
And that's, that was a little bit of an added factor is that I had someone to share the <laughs> stupidity with. Uh, I I just don't... I At least next episode we get the hyper-terminal thing and we probably get to see Bunny molester. I don't know whether that's exciting or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Molesters are awesome. It can't be worse than this. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, I, every week I continuously am slightly <laughs> baffled about how deep we are in this show. It's episode thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, in, in terms of actual content that's worth thinking about, we were only at episode like ten, if that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the other day I saw people talking about how. They felt that the trademark should be out by now for the next uh-huh. Sentai season. I'm like, guys, we're not that far into Tokyo Jira. And then I realized, wait, no, we're a third of the way through it. <laughs> it's just nothing's happened. <laughs> like, like you said, all of the plot that's happened could take up about ten episodes. Uh, and I, I feel really bad. Upsetting. I feel bad for this series. It just like. It's like I said on Twitter, like, last week I was I was trying to be, like, level-headed about it. Like, I don't like the series, but I can see why other people do. It's not that bad. And then it's just, like, this week, it's just, like, the series just shat itself. <laughs> Come on, man. Serious I was trying to cover itself. for you, and now it's just, like, uh. <laughs> Come on, man. Chicken wigs, really? <laughs> Fucking Hiromu would have hated this episode. He just would have froze up and he wouldn't have been in the entire episode because he wouldn't have been able to move. Oh. Can't do it. Okay. Okay, so moving along to the end of Gaim. And no, it's not a pun, it's just the truth. So it's Gaim. Gaim time? (laughs) Alright, cool, Gaim time. Um, we had our finale, our wonderful little epilogue slash last minute movie tie-in. <laughs> then we murdered Dawson. Um, yeah, that's a thing. But we'll arrive him later. Uh, it. Um, how do I go about this? This is. There was things I really liked, and then there was things I really didn't like. Um, if, if if you take out anything that involved jam, I think it was great. Uh, it served as as a nice little bookend to anyone that wasn't Kota, and even a little bit of Kota. Um, but the 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 tie-in with the movie felt moderately unnecessary. Uh, just because it it really could have been anything. It didn't have to be Kogane. Uh, so I, I feel like chewing him in didn't really serve a whole lot of purpose, but it's what they it wanted didn't. to do, I guess. But, um, no. We know. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't say didn't like anything having to do with Jam, because I did actually enjoy watching them try to fight without their drivers. They put up the good fight. <laughs> Uh, 
I did kind of enjoy that. It, it reminds me of when we would get the occasional like civilian fights and PR and stuff. It's like, yeah, let's this is see this is like this is cool. We don't usually get a lot of this in Rider. Let's do this. And they all got their asses kicked. Rightfully so. Um, I thought this was a waste of time. <laughs> I I fucking hated this episode. I thought this was the worst that Gaim had to offer, even with the specials. Um, I none of it was necessary at all. Even even if we finally got to see Coda's sister acknowledge the fact that Coda's gone, uh, it really didn't amount to much. She was there for thirty seconds. <laughs> like, well, um, the, the the anything with the characters like could have been something for the movie war. So. You're you're right. A lot of it amounted to nothing, really. Like it really, it it, it, it seemed necessary because when you end forty six, everything actually ends. I mean, Kota and Mai go off. Right, Helheim is gone. Michi's taking care of his brother. His brother wakes up. Kaido's dead. You see, you know, Hase is still working with. Um, Hase? Hase. <laughs> yeah, Hase. Jonoichi. Jonoichi is working with Oren. And, you know, Zack's alive. You got the, the dancers are still dancing. So, like, everything was resolved at the end of the last episode. So, I mean, I see exactly what Aristotle is saying. There was really no reason to do this at all. And I mean, I don't think this was written by Orobochi. It wasn't. Uh, no, yeah. it wasn't. So it almost feels like they just wanted an extra episode to throw in to make Drive start in October. Like, because it's like, it feels like, he, you know, he ended the show where he wanted to end it, which was an actual ending. It's almost like this is like having that freaking Hibiki episode. This is exactly what it is. There was no point in the last Hibiki episode. It was complete garbage. <laughs> because I wouldn't go that far. But. Well, well, okay, it wasn't complete garbage, but it was pointless and unnecessary. And fucking Asamu was all like, I'm a doctor. And Zoranos is like, look at me, I can transform. And I'm like, fuck you. In fact, fuck both of you. Like, you know, it... It, it just it, you didn't need it to make this series complete. You could have completed it on the previous episode and been completely fine. Yeah, it was the and, same thing that happened with Double. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little more okay with Doubles than this. Not that I don't have issues with uh, Doubles' final episode, but mm-hmm. I was more this, okay like with because you got to see like Shotaro continuing that he did continue on at least for a while. You got to see him fight a little bit as Joker. Like, yeah, the whole, like, oh, Philip came back. Or, but you have to see, like, okay, look, he's still doing his thing. He's being Joker and just, you know, still dealing with shit as a detective. But this is just, like, all the main characters are done. Their shit's done. There's no more drivers except Michi's and apparently this one Kurokage driver that Takatora stashed away. <laughs> yeah, I I don't so much have an issue with episodes Episodes? Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> Epilogue episodes. <laughs> um, in you just general. It. It's okay. <laughs> but, but with uh, 
with this series, you know, we we had our epilogue last week. Um so and I was content, you know, I was content with kind of imagining for myself what happened with Michi and Takatora, whether or not they actually did resolve things or you know, where they went from there. I I really didn't need a like breakfast scene with uh with the two of them and just everything's hunky dory. Like, so bro, how you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that was the amount of the conversation. Uh, and the, the whole the whole thing with Greedon trying to like like partially redeem himself, I guess, and you know, make up for the fact that Hase died and stuff like that. It it took up like such a minor portion of the episode and he was batted away <laughs> within like 30 seconds. Like I was expecting so much because he's like, you know, it's kind of my fault that Hase died because I pushed him and I feel awful. Let me fight. Oh, okay. And then he's like, he transforms and it like, like you said, 30 seconds. It's like, he's done. I'm like, so much for that. <laughs> and that belt's broken, too. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he broke it. Little fucker broke it. <laughs> I did laugh at the scene when he took the briefcase from Takatora. Because it's just like Takatora goes to walk past them and Junoichi just grabs it and <laughs> takes a few steps. It's like, really, dude? That was so easy. <laughs> he didn't even try. Takatora just backhanded <laughs> him and took it back. It's so easy for people to steal things from Takatora. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have that grip. He just—he's he like he's a butterfingers. He's like, well, that there goes that briefcase. He walks loose. He's all loosey goosey. <laughs> um, I keep it loosey goosey. Regarding Jam, um, having not seen the movie, you don't really miss anything. Um, you just have to have the knowledge of who Kogane was and that was about it you didn't need to to really see the movie and what like about said, Rider Jelly <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his little bro <laughs> Kamen Rider Jam and Kamen Rider Jelly he's so jelly they, he's, he's really jealous of Jam because Jam's the star <laughs> and, um, go ahead no, I was just gonna say like and if you went into this not knowing that it was a movie tie in all of Jam's dialogue is about how none of the writers remember him because, <laughs> oh, wait, that was all a dream to you. And that wasn't this world. Like, it's <laughs> it's all obviously like we're a movie tie in dialogue. <laughs> like, I just I don't know why it had to happen. Like, if this epilogue thing had to happen, I just don't understand why it had to be a movie tie-in like it was it, they just had to get that last movie tie-in they're like you know we we tied in with Tokyo, we tied in with kikider we tied in with the soccer movie one more time in our epilogue <laughs> this is this marks like two movie tie-ins for the same movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even know why <laughs> People are going to go see the movie anyway because it's Gaim's movie. You don't need to tie in once, more or less twice. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, without the jam things, like, this episode amounted to maybe, like, 
five to ten minutes worth of stuff. So, <laughs> there's nothing there. I love how at the end, um, Coda's just like, say hi to my sister for me, and then just leaves again. It's like, dude, you have like infinite power you you're you're omniscient you can just go and talk to her right now just go do it and it's no he, he, he wants michi to do it for him <laughs> like you know what you're my little bitch go talk to my sis i love this idea that koda visited takatora in his dreams and then actually came back to earth to see michi but not once did he bother with his sister. <laughs> well, she was a bitch, so... <laughs> he, <laughs> um, like, I forgot she existed. And Takator just went and had lunch with her. I'm like, oh man, you're shacking up. But, um... Uh, <laughs> Kota comes back. Michi's like all like giddy inside. He's like, I need to tell you all these things. I need to say I'm sorry and beg for forgiveness. And we need to be bros again. And Koda's like, let's fight. Here's my sword. Let's, let's go for it. Let's fight this guy. And Michi's like, okay. And then after, I have so many things to tell you. Where's it? See ya. <laughs> he just flies, actually flies to a tree. The tree came back for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> he just showed up with ghost Kaito. <laughs> Kaito's ghost now inhabits a tree. Like, I really need to go find that body and salt the bones and burn them because can't be having any ghosts haunting, hell, haunting uh, fucking Zawame City. Th- that entire end scene was really weird because Kaito's just there watching these three kids dance near the tree and he's like these humans are all fucks they're just gonna fuck up again i know it and Mai's like they will but they'll get back on their feet and fuck up again it'll be okay sniper and then not only that like uh what was weird to me too was you know this Mai and uh again like kaito vanishes and then koda shows up and they're like oh so long Come on, Kaito. I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, and then they're like, come on, Ma, we have to go embrace our destiny. Didn't we do that last episode? That was like <laughs> the bit at the end. Apparently, they've accomplished nothing in seven months. Year. Seven, seven was it? Seven months, and the other one was three weeks. Was it something well, like that? The the first flash forward was three months, okay. and then this was seven. Okay, so it wasn't. Or no, this was seven months after the destruction, so it's still... It's, yeah. This is another four months. It's only been four more months. Well, apparently they accomplished nothing, because they still have to go fulfill their <laughs> destiny. Yeah, that's they ju- destiny, they right? just now turned on the lights at their new place. <laughs> <laughs> they just now got power. They haven't called up the cable guy to get internet yet. They're, they're getting there. <laughs> Slowly but surely. He actually needed to come back to use Michi's Wi-Fi. That, <laughs> It was actually what he needed to do. He had to, come back. He had to use Michi's Wi-Fi to schedule the cable guy to come out and set up their internet. <laughs> I like this story better than what we got. Um, <laughs> uh, there was thoughts in my head that were going somewhere, and I don't remember oh, where they were going. Yeah, like, I'm the golden fruit, and Kaito's like, there's nothing golden about you. <laughs> 
I uh, and Inman Antonio gold power. I I did think it was kind of a shame at the end when because uh, I mean I I didn't like the episode, <laughs> so I'm like I I wish we could have gotten that the song that played during the end credits credits. <laughs> Um, because I mean, it's, it's just a slow version of the game theme, but I actually liked it, and I would have liked to see the credits played during the just the last episode. That would have been nice. <laughs> we get them played during this one. Don't say no. Just live more. It wasn't lyrical, Kevin. Your mother. <laughs> okay. Your mother. Um. I. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about the episode as a whole. Um, yeah, it, it leaves us with Michi, and that's it. So Michi's in charge of protecting everyone against no threats. <laughs> well, we're fucked. <laughs> don't worry, guys. We left Michi in charge. <laughs> we're safe. Don't worry, guys. We left Dawson in charge of the podcast. Well, fuck. <laughs> um, and I, I, I don't know how they're gonna get powers back or whatever, but I mean they are obviously for the fucking movie war. But <laughs> they have to, well, they have to get Kaito alive or something. He has to show up. <laughs> he, he's in the movie. Uh, I don't know. Ghost Kaito is gonna come back and fight. <laughs> Guys, we left Dawson in charge of the podcast. Cutaway scene to Dawson running a podcast. It's all in your hand. God damn it, Dawson. <laughs> Fucking Animorphs theme. <laughs> That's actually the theme for the next movie war. Uh, <laughs> um, show Michi. It's all in your hands. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> they're they're fucked. <laughs> Um, so I, I like I don't know what they're gonna do, but they'll do some crazy shit, I'm sure. But um, I imagine it'll probably just be like an alternate universe thing. I mean, or just before the ending. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I really hope it's alternate universe because the rumor that I was hearing was that the Duke that's in it is a cyborg version of Ryoma. Oh my god! And I don't want that to happen to the actual timeline. So. <laughs> I don't want that to be a thing. Apparently, neither does Bella. But um, but kind of scooting along to the our final wrap up. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Um, we we we've talked about this show to death and back every week for the past year, except the weeks that it was done, or the it weeks really that there was a movie tie-in and we didn't give a fuck. We really had some of our longest discussions, I think, about um, one episode. In there, show. Yeah, there's there's never been a show where we, we could have uh, sometimes up to an hour discussion about just one episode. And Gaim has done that. And it um, was one hell of a year. Uh, and I... I can't. I don't want to say it, it's my absolute favorite yet because I'm still on that end of show high. But regardless of where it ends up ranking, Gaim is an experience that not only kind of hits the top of Rider, but is just kind of all around good TV. Even like outside of the realm of Rider and outside of the realm of Toku, it's a good 
solid show from end to finish, minus the movie tie-ins. And, <laughs> and it it was fantastic. And I'll let someone else say something. Well, you know, I, jump on I would topic. definitely say that, like you said, I don't know if it's necessarily like, oh, my favorite series, but I, I would definitely say it's top five material. Um, I, I, can, I think I can easily say that. Um, one of the things I really liked about the show, and it's something that we haven't had the past couple of years, is you really and truly would, could never tell what was going to happen next. Um, like a lot of the things that would happen in Wizard Borze, you could you kind of knew, you could you could guess it from you know by the time the show was half over, you could start guessing how it was going to end up. Oh yeah, there were little maybe the little little specific details you couldn't always get exactly correct, but. Like you knew, okay, this this is you know, um, uh, what's his name? Wise Wise Man is White Wizard. Like you, you just knew. If you didn't have to sit there with with Gaim, we never knew who was going to be aligned with who from week to week. Who was going to have sometimes? Who was going to have what lock seed from week to week? Who was going to be able to transform? Who was going to hell? Who was even going to be in the episode? Because they had so many different writers, and sometimes Jonoishi wouldn't show up, or then all of a sudden he'd be back in the next episode, or Knuckle would be in the next episode. You never knew exactly what was going to happen, who was going to show up, and who was going to do what. And it actually made it much more fun and exciting to watch, I think, uh, than something that we previously had where you kind of knew, okay, there's going to be... Um, uh, a monster's gonna show up. Nito's gonna have mayonnaise in his hand. Like the whole the whole thing was so horribly predictable for the last couple of years, and this was the exact opposite. I uh, I think Gaim came out uh, came around at a good time because, mm-hmm. uh, like like Kevin was just saying, I mean everything had gotten really formulaic, and all of us were getting really just tired of it like we were just getting so worn out of writer and i i hated feeling that way like i hated not liking writer because i i used to love it so much but that bothered the hell out of me yeah it just got so it got so tired the the formula got just worn out so having something that really changed it up was it was nice it was fresh um you know, regardless of where you you fell on a, on either side of the fence with Gaim, um, it, it managed to change uh, a lot of the kind of more stale traditions that were growing with Common Writer. Um, that I mean, everyone was everyone could see them. No one really seemed to to like them that much, so. To its credit, like it, it changed a lot, and it managed to bring about. I, I'm repeating myself here. <laughs> like it, it, it freshened things up. It, and, you know, for us, we just happened to to actually like what it was what it was giving us because 
like Kevin was saying, it managed to be surprising quite often. Um, you know, it, there's we we said it multiple times over the course of the year, but there were so many points where you could believably end game. <laughs> yeah, you could have just believably ended the series right then and there, but it kept going and it kept changing and it kept doing something different with with everything. You know, there there's so many different points in the series that just seem like just completely different shows or like they were just some sort of crazy dream. I mean, everyone brings up the fact that we all started with dancers and now we <laughs> ended on, you know, Coda becoming an alien. But, you know, there were so many points in between all of that that were just... It's crazy. <laughs> um, it's crazy how many changes this, this show went through. Yeah, like that. It's just it, I lost my whole train of thought. But <laughs> Wright stole it because he's an asshole. <laughs> well, you know that happens. Like this, it, we talked about it had climax after climax, and and and. It, it it didn't have a lot of these your typical lull periods that we see in the shows, and and, uh, and I think what a, part of what made it different, you know, is is most of the fights were writer versus writer, and not so much writer versus um, monster. And even you know Ryuki was a lot of writer versus writer, but you still had those mirror monsters, like you know the mirror. A lot of times the mirror monster would show up, they'd fight it, destroy it, and then look at each other and go. All right, time to fuck each other up. Like they still have time to go, like have night fight with Tiger or with Guy. Um, whereas this, the whole fight, you know, portion of the episode was going to be Baron versus Bravo, or you know, uh, Kota and Duke. That that's going to be the fight, and there's not going to be an invest fight or anything like that. It's going to be Rider versus Rider, and they were pretty pretty you know good fight scenes i mean you see how the different weapons it wasn't just a monster with like weird claws or shit like attacking you you had you know the different swords and the bow and arrow and the um the staff and the all the different things um and it's just so intense how you you went from point a to point b with this show fruit dancers or fruit locks with dance troops in the streets to, to to this forest taking over and people being changed into the aliens and going crazy and like the the Yggdrasil company and all these like wait wait like five episodes ago we were dancing in the street trying to see who was going to have this corner what what the hell happened like it you you would never believe it if if you went to us a year ago and said look X Y and Z is going to happen in Gaim. And we just go, no, dude, you're fucking stupid. There's no way. There's no way based on these character descriptions and the starting point of the show that we're going to get there. And they did it. They they got from A to B, and it was just amazing. Uh, I don't I don't know how else to describe it, but it was just done so well, and it it was definitely a nice break from from the formulaicness of it. And you know, even if in a couple of years they go back to the formulaic, it's nice to just have time away from it 
to not be pissed off at it, to not have to stare at it every week and get bored by it. <laughs> uh, like, like you said, that 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 I think that's the best feeling and one of the greatest feelings about the show is just that overall sense of wonder and enjoyment. And uh, I, it's I mean, thinking Forze was shit, and then Wizard, as optimistic as I was about it, fell flat pretty quickly. And then we we get word that. Oh, the next show is going to be about these fruit guys, and their, their belt is going to cut the fruit open, and dancing in the streets. They'll get armor, and then there's dancing, and these little monsters, and you're just sitting there going, "What the hell are they doing now?" And they're going to have Pokemon battles. Why? With them. Why? And then this happens, and it it grows on you, and the, the shows like unexpected on a unexplicably there we go weird at the beginning like kota's just like this goofball that just now suddenly has superpowers trying to do menial everyday tasks and michi's this little squirrely guy who's like shit (laughs) he was shit long before he was a douchebag uh and it, it just it takes a shift and it just keeps shifting and shifting in the turbo shifting and than it into overdrive or whatever um and it it's it's fantastic and i i'm i'm definitely gonna miss it um i've i've got expectations uh for for drive and i i drive's got such a a big shoe to fill coming after gaim and it's it's a little bit disappointing because I know people are going to compare it, and I know coming off of something like Gaim, it's not going to probably be viewed at with as open eyes as it would under normal circumstances, knowing how this fandom works most of the time. Yeah, and I mean it's the same thing that happened with same thing happened with, with, with Incentile all the time. You know, you get yeah. Ghostbusters comes out after Gokaiger, and you know you you get that response of go Kaiser, this this sucks. Are you saying that because you actually think this show sucks, or because you loved Go Kaiser so much and this is not Go Kaiser? Not it's Go Busters, it's not Go Kaiser. And that's what you probably you know, you're gonna see some of that with Drive. It's not oh I don't like Drive, it's I don't like not Gaim. Because <laughs> there's a difference. There's there's not liking the show for what it is, and there's not liking the show because it's not what the last one was. It's like saying I don't like mega. I don't like Megaforce, not because it's Megaforce, but because it's not Gokaiger, or it's not Ghostager. If I guess you're so inclined, but maybe there's a difference, and it's it's a it's a, it's a thin difference, but it's it's and there's a little difference there. Uh, and you know, it's it's almost kind of like how we started off watching Wizard. And we're like, this show's amazing. Why? Because it's not Forze. <laughs> It's the best thing ever. Why? It's not that shit. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say that that definitely works both ways because I can definitely see some of the people who who aren't very big on Gaim kind of being like, being, I like, like raving Drive. about Drive because, you know, it's not Gaim. I've even seen people say, can't wait for Drive because it's not Gaim. Yeah, and I've, <laughs> and seen, I think, I've seen that too. 
it's, the same thing happened, I think, with Kuro Yujiro. People were like, I can't wait for Kuro Yujiro. It's so fucking amazing. Why? It's not Go Busters. <laughs> like, and. Lo- love that, Kuro Yujiro on its own right because it's amazing, not because it's just not Go Busters. Like, to me, that's just so wrong to either like or hate something because it's not the previous show. Like, it's not going to be. It's not supposed to be. It's its own entity. You cannot judge one show based on another. It's like saying, I, I hate apples. Why? Because I hate oranges. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> you tried to say, no, but I fucking hate oranges, so I know I hate apples. Oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> Dumbass. Um, someone would say. Like uh, I said, I I'm just going to go through a couple uh, questions real quick. Just Penis. to kind of um, wrap this up. A, who was your favorite uh, character? Was he? I don't know um, him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's my favorite character? Um, hmm. You know, I really like Zach and his sock and boppers. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great reason. Like, there's like, a there's just a like, Zach was actually a really fun character to me. Like, yeah, yeah. And because he went through that change of he was kind of assholey at the beginning, kind of all about like the dancing. But then as things start happening, he grows into that like protector, hero, defender role to where, you know, and then Kaido says, here, take this belt, lead Team Baron. Then he uses it to be that protector and says, well, no, I got this power now. I have to use it to help people to the point where. Kaito, who was his good friend at the beginning of the show, he's now willing to deceive, backstab, and betray simply to protect other people at, by the end. And, you know, he's willing to, to do whatever he has to to protect people. And I, and I, I really like that about Zach a lot. Plus, Sock and Bob. <laughs> I, w- I was actually going to, to mention, like, if we had, like, a like, a guilty pleasure, but not really... The, all that guilty <laughs> um choice that would definitely be like a choice of mine because between between how he was in the show because like kevin said he, he was a dick at the beginning he was and then you kind of got to see him change a bit um between that and just the the sort of goofiness that we kind of built off of him with the you know at least it wasn't the beat writers thing and the sock and boppers and just i don't know all of it just kind of really endeared Zach to me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and that, like that writers and he, he definitely wasn't the most like focused on character. He, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh man, he had so much growth. Cause he, he didn't get a huge amount of focus, but he got it where it counted. Um, and I, I always liked seeing Zach on screen. I, I, actually really enjoyed uh his character by the end of it i if if i had one complaint about his his like final confrontation with kaido was that the the fight was so short (laughs) yeah guys that's ended pretty quickly yeah (laughs) um but branching on that i i i really dig the idea of of his transformation like he he was essentially like the the first antagonist of the show basically and 
as short-lived as that was until he faded into obscurity and no one cared about him anymore. And then he became Knuckle, and then he was in the spotlight again. Uh, I I really like that transformation from, like, young asshole to what was essentially, like, a leader of a random team of dancers that ended up doubling as Defenders of the City. Uh, he, he came a long way, and for being such a side character throughout most of the show, it's not something you expect. And apparently it's not something they expected either, because apparently Zack wasn't supposed to have as much focus <laughs> as he did. Yeah. <laughs> we end up liking those characters a lot. <laughs> um, it's, it's as Dawson put it a couple of weeks ago, like, Zack at the beginning was just like he looked like a stunt double <laughs> i i would almost call him a background dancer but he literally was a background dancer so <laughs> uh that is definitely true <laughs> um i also I, liked the dj cigara oh save that okay uh, <laughs> um the extra favorite character and that's he's in the running <laughs> Just hold that. Uh, I definitely have to give props to Michi. Um, he, he his transformation about the show was absolutely incredibly <laughs> written, um, and he he's one of the first writer characters that I genuinely hated beyond belief. Like I just seriously wanted to watch this fucker die, really bad. And granted, we never got that. But his his entire story and his entire um, path to redemption was was just a spectacle to watch, really. And uh, I, I have to give huge props to his actor for being able to pull off what he did, especially at his age. Uh, is is really great. Um, yeah, I I agree. I mean, if we're if we're actually picking favorites now. Um, I I would agree wholeheartedly. I mean, um, Michi was just so I don't want to say fun because <laughs> it was I fun in a weird sadistic way. But it was it was entertaining to watch uh, him over the course of those series, um, and the, that isn't to say that any of the other characters you know aren't as good as Michi was because I I do quite uh quite enjoy a lot of them but it i don't know michi just kind of like really stole the show a lot of the time he was so creepy and it's it's as you said i mean he he was really well acted i i really enjoyed um the the actor uh so now giving kevin an opportunity here i was gonna ask of all of the main antagonists, uh, which one struck you the most? So Kevin can talk I, about Cigar now. Cigar, like <laughs> he was just so much fun to watch because of his personality and and just his like loudness and and just like the his outrageous hand movements. And he starts off in the beginning, and he's he's just what he purports himself to be. He is the DJ. And talks about you know these these dance troops in the street, and then you you further yourself along, and see that 
No. He's working with Yggdrasil. And you're like, okay, but he's still doing this. And then you just slowly find out, like, he, uh, he's helping Kota. And he's helping Kaito a little bit. And he's helping, you know, this one. You're like, what the fuck is he playing? Who? What is going on? You never really knew. And you get to the Overlords. And you see he's doing a hologram thing. He knows them. You never know what he actually is and what he's actually doing until about three episodes before the end when, when he found out, oh, no. I am the forest. <laughs> it's I funny mean, because we were all sitting at Morphicon watching this episode together. And you even said, I wasn't fucking expecting that. <laughs> no, <laughs> was it? There was, there was no way you could predict that. Like, like we talked about the show being unpredictable. There's no way you could predict that Sagar was a forest. Because you know, we first were like, well, he's just a regular guy. He's just some, you know, that old, and he's just some guy hired. He's just making money off the thing because he's got this personality or whatever. You know, and then they're like, well, who's Sigurd? Maybe Sigurd is DJ Sigara. And like, oh, no, it's Sin. Like, oh. And as you're going along, well, maybe he's an overlord or he's this, he's that. He's from another race. And you never really knew. We had all these crazy theories. And at the end, we just find out he's the embodiment of the forest. Oh. Like, you're like the thing. You're, you're the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I spent so long going, oh, he's like an agent of the forest. He's like working with the forest to manipulate everything. He is the fucking forest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, all right. I guess that's what we're doing now. And uh, I actually re- I, I read this blog post a couple of days ago that was talking about Gaim on a whole. And I won't get into all of it, but uh, one of the things they mentioned was that when you think about it, Sagara and the forest, Telheim, everything wasn't really beaten. Like we we moved the forest to a different yeah. planet, but Sagara uh, being the forest just continued on to other places. He's just going to do the exact same thing all over again in other <laughs> worlds until forever. Like <laughs> there's there's no end to it. So it's like Sagara never really was stopped. Like, yeah, we didn't beat him. We just made him. You know, he just left. We just played his game and got through it and moved on. Like, <laughs> that, that, you know, there was no real resolution to that. You're the bad guy. We kill you and you blow up and there's an explosion. No. <laughs> I I think one of the the niftiest things about this is that there throughout the show there was no really bad guys and good guys there was there was lines drawn but in in terms of just kind of like a black and a white there wasn't there it it wasn't like the the bad guys quote-unquote had certain motivations and then sometimes the bad guys became the good guys and the good guys became bad guys and then you got the forest here, which is kind of a bad guy, but not really a bad guy. And it, it's this the show doesn't have sides really. It just had humanity, and I, I think that's one of the 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 greatest things about the whole fight aspect of the show. Yeah, it, it just had people with their own personal motivations. And their desire to get ahead or to, to just get what they want. And they each had their own reasons for wanting it. 
Um, you know, and and uh, and that's what played out through the show was was simply that you know Kaito had his reasons, Kota had his, uh, Michi Takatora, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Ryoma, uh, Sid. They all had their own reasons for wanting to come out on top, get the golden fruit, and and I guess kind of rule things or whatever they were going to do, and. It, 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 it's crazy to think about uh, that there really was no actual antagonist, so to speak. It's, we're not yeah. used to that. And I mean, from a, from like a, like the perspective of like a TV show, obviously they had to present certain people as an antagonist just, you know, to build a TV show. But, when it came down to it, like it was all, it was all perspective. It was all, well, Takatora seems like a dick, but really he's, he doesn't actually want to do this. <laughs> and, you know, the reason he is doing it is because that's the best option he has. So it's like, well, can you really say that he's a bad guy necessarily? He's, he's just someone who's trying his best, um, in a, in a really, messed up situation because he was essentially kota i mean he wanted to save everyone and but he was a lot more realistic and so he's like well i can't save everyone but we have this technology we can save this amount i guess that has to do and i mean we we saw evidence that it was actually tearing him up and then he went back to ryoma going can't we make more and ryoma's like no and (laughs) and uh, so I, I really like that aspect about Takatora is that he was an antagonist throughout like the first half of the show, but he he was a moral filled antagonist because he he was he was an antagonist by the show's choice, not really by his choice. And so it's a really interesting sort of um, way to go about it. Um, my my pick would easily be Ryoma. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about him, but just everything about his performance and being was great to watch. <laughs> what a nut job. <laughs> he, he really was fun. And the actor did such a good job of being a nut job. It, it's such a stark contrast from how he was in the third season of Garo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely was, because he, he was very much... Uh, the the grounded sort of down to earth person in that series. <laughs> yeah. Um. And is there anything else anyone wants to say before I move on to the last question? Uh, I don't think so. Not really. No, because I mean, I, I I don't know if I can really even give an answer because yeah. just because of what we we just like we're talking Sid about. Bowler hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sid was. He was a douche. <laughs> he was. When it when it when it came down to it, yeah, he, he, he deserved what he got. <laughs> Sid was a little bitch because he let Michi just boss him around and do whatever. Um, and so, lastly, this is going to be a lot uh, simpler of a question: um, Which arms is your favorite, or suit, or whatever <laughs> way you want to look at it? I hate you. 
Um, I'll, I'll just say mine real quick because I've, I've thought about this a lot. Kachidoki is obviously my easy throwaway answer. I love that armor to death. I love its song. I love its look. I love its sounds. Um, I will love its figure when I have it in a week or so. Um, so everything about Kachidoki I love. Um, but in, in terms of a base suit, it is and always will be Zagetsu. Love it. I really like Baron, like banana, and not even for the penis joke, but like <laughs> I, just, I just really like like the 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 big spear, the lance that he has, and um, I don't know. There's something just about that the that knight design that it's you know like Duke is nice, but for some reason I just am a little more drawn to to Baron's look. Um. All in all, though, I, th- I think like all the riders were really designed very well, and they took yeah. the thing and, and did a lot of nice things with it that I probably would never have expected if you told me all of our riders are going to be based on fruit. I said, "Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> there is no way they can make this look good." And then they were like, "Fuck you!" Well, shit. <laughs> like you would expect a banana. <laughs> writer <laughs> to look silly but but no he actually looks really really cool um <laughs> and actually like i i was actually just going to say baron but i was going to say baron mango um because yeah, i love the mango arms just yeah mango is incredible <laughs> i like um bravo mango uh, mango arms because of all of the neon <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I've got you, the fucking shit sitting here. I could do it. I didn't even think about it. I saw a picture of it on Twitter. And I, I did it in my review, actually, because of that. I was like, well, let me do this in person. And you're like, holy shit, it's just so bright. <laughs> um, I, I do have to give props to the Bravo armor for being like the brightest-ass common Rider we've had. <laughs> that is That is a suit, all right. Um, but no, I agree with what you said, Kevin. It, I, if if you would have told me that a, a series about these fruit warriors would produce like probably what is, in my opinion, some of the best designs Kamen Rider has seen, never would have guessed. <laughs> but they they, they it pulled it off. Acorn. It took an acorn and a pine cone and made it into a rider armor uh, and a walnut. Like, oh fuck, they can do anything. <laughs> these people are the fucking gods. <laughs> I surrender, you win. Um, I, uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I actually had a question that I was going to pose. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I, like, I hate to steer the conversation into a more negative direction, but, uh, if you had one issue with the series, like one big issue, what would it be? All the crossovers. Besides that. <laughs> Uh, um, I Kaito's everything. Um, I like I I love Kaito. I I I dig his character. His armor is great, and at, at the core, I really like what Kaito's character was. But the the way that Kaito was handled toward the end of the show was a little bit jarring like certain things made sense but the way that they they went about it and the way that they kind of um showed it i think was was a little bit strange 
Um, at, at times, like um, after he got infected with the with the cut, um, it it just kind of was a, was a quick devolve into madness, which is okay given the circumstances. Um, but I, I just wish that was handled a little bit cleaner. Um, I don't know if it was a dialogue thing, but toward the end of the show, what his stance was in terms of protecting and destroying was really vague. And that might have even been on purpose. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I, I just wish he was uh, portrayed a little bit cleaner, I guess, toward the end of the show. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I, I completely agree with what Brian said. Beef. Um, <laughs> that makes it for an easy answer. You just uh, de-ended my answer. Yeah, and, and um. But I think also, um, I know there is some kind of, uh, there's a little bit of, of, of uh, I don't know what the right word to use is, uh, upsetness. Let's make up, I'm making up a word. I don't know if it's a word or not. <laughs> Kota with his um, unwillingness to turn on Michi, despite everything he did, like all of his douchebaggery of the, I've tried to kill you several times. I've tried to kill my brother. I let someone else try to kill my brother. Um, I kidnapped my friend, my, I've tried to kill a bunch of other people. And then, you know, all in all, Koto was still like Michi bros for life. Right. And he's like, people were like, seriously, (laughs) You know, and you know, I do think it's 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 different than what we saw with with um, with Forze. Um, I mean, I can see how you would think it's similar, but to me, it, it still is different. Uh, and I, I don't have much of a problem with it as as I guess some people do. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's just. It, it seemed strange how much Kaido changed as quickly as he did. And I guess there's things like, oh, well, the infection and the fruit and whatever, you know, got the better of him and, you know, and warped his mind and changed the way he thought or whatever. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of factors going on in his endgame that as much as I have a problem with it, I can just kind of accept it because... There are a lot of unknown factors. It's a fictional show. We don't know what exactly happens. Yeah. So, so it, it ends up being all right for me. Um, go ahead. But anyway, there, <laughs> for me, there was there's just so little upsetting about the show because there was so much that I liked about it, and I guess it's just hard for me to think of anything that was like I really did not like this. I guess aside from the fact that we were stuck with a, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't even can't even think the Kikaider crossover, and then the Tokyo special, and then we had the movie tie-in, you know, with with whatever movie, you know, the the summer movie with the soccer, and you're like, can we not do all this? Like, can we just? And then that epilogue, like. <laughs> Like, can we just take all those episodes, just toss them out, take the rest of it, put it all together, and then have a thing? And then that would have been much nicer. And I think we'd all just be smiling and giggling. Uh, 
Um, I think Goro Chan should have done more. <laughs> <laughs> Just my opinion. For for me, I I, uh, I had a couple of little issues. Um, the first I'll mention is I wasn't super happy with the way um, Minato ended up. Yeah, I was going to bring her up and I ended up talking about Kaito instead. <laughs> yeah. I, agree. I, I meant to mention her twice already and I kept forgetting. <laughs> like I think about it and then something else would happen and I forget. But she was all about Kaito's dick. Pretty much. Uh, like the whole I want to be the kingmaker kind of thing. It's just we we had established early on that she was a pretty strong character. I mean, she was uh, Ryoma mentioned num- numerous times that she was she was one of the stronger writers, and also that she was holding so, back. They did say yeah. that several times. You're holding back on him. Why are you holding back? You should give him your full power. And, and it. For a while there, it seemed like, you know, she also had her kind of her her own agenda. Um, you know, she had her own things that she wanted. And to kind of find out that was just, oh, I want to I want to be the one to to make the king. You know, I want to I want to give the fruit to the king. It's like that's that's so dumb. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's such a waste of a character of a. Of a character that I I was actually kind of growing to like. Um, she, she was probably at at the beginning one of the best female writers we've had, and she she was great. She kicked ass. She didn't really listen to anyone, and she did her thing, and then slowly devolved into Kaito's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I I really do hate that and. And I and I agree with you. It's a shame that she ended up ended up that way. Her her death, I think, would have been impactful if if it happened a lot earlier on when I cared a lot about her. But but at that point, I'm just like, oh, you made sure Kaito didn't explode, and then you fell down, and, and you're dead now. Apparently, okay. Um. The only other nitpick that I have for the series is more just that I I almost wish we could have had just a little bit more time with some with some characters. Yeah, because um, uh, if any of you remember a while back, we we did mention uh, some things we didn't like too much about Gaiman. It was mostly. Uh, um, Orin <laughs> and and greed on by extension um and a lot of it is just I think Orin could have been better if he had gotten maybe more time and maybe toned down the flamboyantness a bit but you know it, it was mostly the time that we had with him that kind of bothered me because I I wish we could have maybe gotten just a little bit more with him and Greedon and even Zack. For as much as I like Zack, I, I wish we had just a little more time with him. Because, um, I mean, there were a lot more redeeming features to them than I think we give them credit sometimes, but we just didn't see enough of that. Um, and I would have liked to see more. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I I only bring it up because, like, you know, I, I want to be kind of 
level with our discussion, but at the end of the day, I like Gaim just so much, and <laughs> all of the complaints that I could have really don't subtract from from what I feel about the series as a whole. Um, I, I enjoyed myself so much this past year with it. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat. Like any any negative about this show is just so clearly outweighed and crushed by uh, the the positives that it, it. Since I've started watching Rider with with Kiva, Gaim is uh, <coughs> the the best year that I've had personally in both watching the show, enjoying the show, collecting the toys, and enjoying the toys. Um, yes! B- both sides were absolutely incredible, and I'm not going to sit here and rant about them, but the, the toy line this year was phenomenal. It so, really was. So Lock seeds were a really good gimmick. Props to Toei and props to Bandai, because it, w- it was a great year all around. It was. I mean, not just for the, the show-related toys, but also the the obvious tie-in of... of Legend Rider, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're really good, and, and you know when I was when I'm buying them, like I do, it it made it feel like it was w- worth my while to buying them, as opposed to buying a, a switch or a ring of of a past rider. It just felt like I was buying a hunk of plastic that really didn't do anything. Uh, I got a lock seed, you know, you get a lock seed of, of Kuga or Kibiki or. Or Deno and like sweet, the sounds this will make. Like you know, you know, not even just the look of it because I mean the rings and stuff look cool and all, but they only did like the one thing. And but here it was, you know, they had all the different sounds and the the legend rider, uh, the different attacks and the arm sound and the whole transformation and things you could do with it. It was like, yes, this feels like me buying something with a giant rider fucking head on it is worth my money. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with cars. Yeah, we'll see. Because you know they're going to... They there's can't a, stop now. There's a lot of potential cool there, but we'll see how it actually turns out. Yeah, they, they, they can't stop with a Legend Rider. Oh, of course not. <laughs> okay, so I think... Uh, I I dare say that is a wrap. Uh, thank you, Gaim, for... One hell of a time. No puns and there. Fuck you for all Crossman's puns. <laughs> will never end. They won't. Because <laughs> now it's time for Super Mega Force Summaries for Shuki. <laughs> Wait for it. what this episode was even called um wedding of people united fighting. as one wedding that's ex- wedding that of close. people fighting okay that's <laughs> close i was so close it was like what is united as one united as one um so this was an adaption. title in 
Uh, Mexico was united as one. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Really? I guess it would have been united as Uno, but it doesn't um, well. So this was an adaption of that one Gokai episode where I did a bunch of like quick change outfits, and the same thing happened here. Uh, but it it was it was fun. I. It was fun. It happened for no real reason, but it was fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, like, it happened for as about as good of a reason as it didn't Gokaiger. Like, no reason whatsoever. Uh, no, Gokaiger's was better because it's Gokaiger. Because it was Fuck Japanese. Because it was Asian. Japanese only makes premium content. <laughs> That's the way people behave. <laughs> Gokaiger is premium Bandai. And Super Mega Force is just Bandai America, which is, I mean, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's just stating facts. Um, I, I didn't have any issues with it. It was it was one of those episodes where it, it's kind of pointless, and it doesn't do a whole lot. But, it like, the past couple episodes, it's just fun. And it... I, th- I think you mentioned this on Twitter, Dawson. It's just, it's one of those episodes where like the the actors and uh, characters can just not be stuck in this like oh monster attacks they fight they win end sort of scenario. Like yeah. there, there was a little bit more of a fun factor to it. Yeah, that's exactly like mm-hmm. the past few episodes haven't had hugely high stakes, but they've been pretty entertaining and the actors have gotten a bigger range and. And just more to do, more to interact with each other, and, like, more locations I, to go to. I really enjoyed that we found out that um, that Gia is a trained uh, welder. <laughs> and, well, yeah, uh, it's part of the morphing grid, <laughs> the catch-all. Apparently, you can, you, they teach that in high school these days, is spot welding. Um, they could do it in shop class. For giant flying ships. Well, um, yeah, at the advanced level. <laughs> it's like shop three. <laughs> Um, so that's a thing. Um, and I think we found out that Orion is gay. <laughs> um, like, kiss her. Kiss a girl! <laughs> he sounded just like Urkel when he said it, too. <laughs> he was like, did I do that? Troy's like, fine, I'll be right there, you can kiss me instead. Uh, you're you're kind of Robo Knight, I, I guess I can go for it. Can you, he can change into him. <laughs> I'm Here, gonna have change to have Knight. change into Robo Knight, and then we can do it. <laughs> just keep saying it's my turn and it'll be it'll be weird um a, a lot of people were flipping a biscuit about the dino thunder change what was wrong with it because when because they, they were like they, dino thunder white and shit well it, is they, that wrong when they did the whole rampage thing oh yeah when it, they didn't say super dino mode well but he's a dinosaur and he was angry it's fine <laughs> Like, it's a, such a small detail. I mean, I don't think they were calling Super Dino Mode Dino Rampage. He was just going with it, you know? It's it's such a small detail. There's so many bigger problems, and people keep nitpicking this little bitchiest shit. <laughs> Super Mega Force is the greatest travesty in America because they said Dino Rampage. And because they didn't do enough Gokai changes. It seems like ever since Gokai drew in this, we can't escape from talking about the damn transformations. That's not what should matter. I'm tired of it. But I I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. I th- I like the Dino Thunder change. I, I still find it They got it the weapons way. right. I thought it was fine. They got the weapons right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, when I was talking to Jeff about it, he said the same thing. Like, he didn't get the feeling that that's what they were trying to call it. It was just kind of something they said. 
It was kind of like, didn't they say something funny when they did Turbo, like, supercar, kick a cat attack, or whatever? They just said kick, something kick random. Kick a cat. Sorry, cat. Kick a cat. We can kick a cat all we want. That's fine. Okay. I'm gone. Cats. Dawson is the worst. It's true. But, yeah, like, I... I, I just still have a problem with the whole having two sets of suits thing. Like that, I still think that was a mistake, and it's episodes like this that just really show me why it's a mistake. Yeah, it it really wasn't necessary to do that. I they keep saying this for marketing, but everything on the marketing thing is all the Gokaiger suits. There is I, not a single Megaforce suit in the Super Megaforce merchandise. Not even on, like, the Megaforce suit packaging for, like, the armor one or whatever. <laughs> okay, I, I guess the key set. That doesn't I, count. Everyone. I don't I don't get it at all, like, what the point was. They I, did like, it. I think they did it for the Legendary War footage. I honestly think that was a core reason. That's a really stupid reason. Because, I mean, I'm fine. I love the hybrid. I like the way they did it. I just think they should have done a Zeo where they have footage of their morphers getting frozen over, for God's sake. <laughs> they handed it to them, and they threw it away. They it even perfect. used it. <laughs> it. It was perfect. The final episode, your morphers get frozen. You start up episode one with them getting their new powers. It's perfect. Yeah, but, it- but that's you know that's what happens. They didn't want to think like that. But it just it makes for weird things like the fact that Orion has a morphing call now that's super mega mode. Yeah. <laughs> super mega mode. That's I your only mode. <laughs> that I don't have a huge problem with the instamorph to super mega mode because so many other series do have that where they just instamorph into their power ups after a while. Like Gaim was just going straight up Kachidoki for a while. He didn't even bother Orange Arm doing it sometimes, and sometimes they'd morph straight to Jungle Master, or... It's, sometimes they just quick change. It's fine. Again, it's a small thing. Yeah. But, you know, um... I'm trying to think of what else was in the um, episode. This, they, they... The happiness staff. <laughs> you need to get oh, the happiness God, out of like, the staff. I gotta get the happiness out of the monster's staff. Here, let me hold that staff for you. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> Michael Scott would have been flipping out. <laughs> I was flipping out. <laughs> it was too much. Um, Emma used the power cards for like the first time in forever. Yeah. She oh yeah, I love I, I love that <laughs> guys. You you go on ahead and 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 uh and fight the monster because I can't be in this footage because there is no pink Dino Thunder. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, help this kid fly a kite. That seems <laughs> important right now. go fly a kite. <laughs> Up to the highest heights. Let's go fly it. a kite and Lord. send it soaring. <laughs> Up through the atmosphere. Up. Where the, the air is going? clear, <laughs> oh, let's go fly a kite. Mary Poppins. What else would happen during a Super Mega Force discussion? <laughs> like, it's practically asking for it. <laughs> like, it's kind of like Tokyo. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> that, that damn gate Jodicus. 
he spent all of his energy singing Mary Poppins songs. Poppins energy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Kevin recharges. Kevin's. I mean, Ryan's lost it. I can't even handle life anymore. I don't have anything else really to talk about. I did. Like I said, I thought it was a fun episode. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have too many problems with it. Um, um, next week's the body swap slash super mega cannon episode. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, there's a, they they like they swap clothing, which I think is kind of funny. And I I I mean I'll get to this next week, obviously, but I, I think it's a clever way to to end up having to use the Don having the the Gokai Galleon Buster. Yeah, uh, in the footage, so it's a clever way of going about it, for sure. Okay, that's about it. <laughs> Kevin's still recharging. Uh, he's looking. Why that kite too high? <laughs> Bella, stop. Because <laughs> now it's time for Rambo, Rambo, Rambo time. This time for real. <laughs> for realsies. Fro show. So um, up here. I don't know what she wants, but say hi So to Pokemon was about what this week? Um I watched it. Um, so did I. I just don't remember. It was Oh the Ultimate Universe episode. Oh yeah. Where Ash was a crybaby and Team Rocket fought for justice. <laughs> I, I thought it was fun. I like this world. Let's just keep. Let's just stay here. Let's like. I was thinking about what if Team Rocket just turned good and like try was trying really hard to do good things and they just kept failing. <laughs> At least that would give them a new storyline. I mean, no, they're evil. <laughs> I mean, Team Rocket's not really evil. They've had numerous episodes where they've shown Jesse and James's past or. Um, had Jesse and James working with Ash and somebody from the little twerp crew, and they've always seemed make it seem like they're not that bad. They should just admit they're not evil and go around doing justice. <laughs> That's what Team Rocket should be doing. We're gonna do justice. That's what they're gonna do. The justice. Um, <laughs> and you know, I and to come to think of it, though, they haven't done a, a Jesse or James focus episode in a long time. Like, where they could talk about Jesse's, like, oh, so poor I ate snow, or whatever her shtick was. And then, like, we haven't seen, like, one of James's homes. Like, there's was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had a home here. And look, a Pokemon. Oh, Growly! What the hell, man? <laughs> I forgot I had a home here. <laughs> but yeah, because he found that, was it, like, that vacation home in Unova? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've kept the Cafnia, Cafnia, Cafnia yeah, was, and a Pokemon. That was in Sinnoh. That's what I said, didn't I? You said Unova. Oh, whatever. But uh, yeah, Unova. So, like I, I left a Cacnea here for like twelve years. Whoops. Good <laughs> thing Pokeballs just keep them alive forever. What's, what's Cacnea? Damn it, uh, no, Carnivine. Yeah, it was Carnivine. He had a Cacnea. Uh, yeah, he, he just gave the Cacnea away because we can't have more than two Pokemon in a Team Rocket party. <laughs> Nope, no siree. Let's give it to a gym leader. I'll bust a cacnea on your ass. Instead of a cat. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought it was a fun episode, actually. I enjoyed it. I like sort of alternate universe episodes like that, and it was kind of funny. 
uh, just seeing like mainly Team Rockets, I thought was the funniest alternate version and stuff like that. And in alternate universe, Serena also still only has one Pokemon <laughs> and no storyline. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, next week's about Trevenant. That's cool. I like him. He's neat. Yeah, they've had a pretty good string. I still think of entertaining episodes lately. Between all the events and then the fun episodes, so that's cool beans. Next week in Japan's about Meowstick. Yay, Meowstick. <laughs> Meowstick sounds like Meowstick. <laughs> Just realized oh, that. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Oras comes out in in like a month. Yep. I'm so ready for a new Pokemon game. I downloaded my giant Pumpkaboo today. I need to do that still. It's like the first thing I've downloaded forever. I didn't get any of the other ones. I completely forgot about all of them. But Especially, you got your, your Pumpkaboo? That's all that matters, as long as it's seasonal. <laughs> like that Heracross thing and the, whatever the other one was. Pinsir. Uh, they have like a GameStop component. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have to go anywhere. I haven't had to go to GameStop for a download in so long. It was like, oh my god, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Why are they making this so taxing? All right. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> turtles. <laughs> so next, even though our course to one passed uh, out. Uh, TMNT. Yeah. Even though our correspondence passed out. <laughs> I, I just sent a message to see if he recharged yet. <laughs> uh, well, while I wait for a word for him, um, this was fantastic. Um, I, I, I don't know where to start or what to say, but it was amazing. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, it was really awesome. Um, I just thought the the pacing of it was really nice. Uh, having a full hour was really nice. Um, it was. And uh, it, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Um, you know, uh, the show obviously like pulled out all the stops for the season finale because the. I thought even the animation kind of looked. A little bit better than it normally does. Um, it was, it was really crisp. Like, not to mention, like, uh, the the whole episode took place mostly during day, um, which we've had a few daytime episodes, but the the show mostly has like dimmer settings. So, like Alien Force. <laughs> Where am I? What's happening? Uh, we just started Turtles. I miss Pokemon. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't miss much, did I? No. No. I wanted to just mouse dick. I wanted to talk about how much I enjoyed how much of douchebags alternate versions of everyone were. <laughs> Fennekin could actually battle. That was a thing. Kevin, uh, you should name your kid Princess Beyonce. <laughs> Princess Beyonce. <laughs> That's what I'm raising hope. Let's not do that. Oh. Um, yeah, it was nice to see them kind of shake things up for the season finale. That was um, intense. I mean, shows shows <laughs> typically like upset the status quo more like later into the series as kind of like ways to sort of 
<laughs> become relevant again. Um, <laughs> but like, kudos to them for kind of like wiping out <laughs> their their base. Uh, the The whole city is overrun. I mean, this while while there was kind of a a little win in terms of the battle they fought. For the most part, the the crane won. I mean, they they're still in control of New York, and the invasion's still being carried through. Roseanne's still on the loose, but they did defeat Gilbert Gottfried, so that's important. <laughs> the comedians attacked, <laughs> and it was up to not Jason Biggs to stop him. <laughs> I I love the voices for the crane, like. <laughs> Like they like fucking Roseanne and Gilbert Gottfried. Crank Subprime is the best spy. Like, oh Jesus. Um. Okay, so, good <laughs> question. Do Do you think Irma's always been Gilbert Gottfried, or <laughs> did Gilbert Gottfried abduct Irma at some point and replace Irma with himself? <laughs> I'm lost. You're asking I don't if know. I think um, Gilbert. Hold on. You're asking if I think <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried's always been a teenage girl, or if he abducted a teenage girl and then took her place. Yes, I think Gilbert Gottfried's always been a teenage girl. Um, April did mention that she's, she's been she, her friend for the past year. Yeah, so she's so, been like a transfer student or something, or like a transvestite. <laughs> Get it? Well, if it was Gilbert Gottfried. Well, you know, Dowlon Wong did mention something about some kind of, you know, latent power within Irma. I guess that was foreshadowing that she's a Krang? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I, I was expecting, like, her to do some, like, sort of magical thing, and then she just turned into a Krang instead. So. <laughs> I've, I, I, did, I can honestly say I did not see that coming for the finale. Um, I did enjoy Leatherhead fighting, though. That was fun. Oh, my God. He was so brutal in his fight against Shredder. Like, when he uh, he went to save Splinter, and he just, like, picked Shredder up in like by his mouth and just kept slamming him <laughs> down again and again. It was really great. <laughs> and he, like, did nothing. I'm like, dude, Shredder's getting owned. And then Shredder just, like, gets up and, like, just beats the shit out of Leatherhead. I'm like, Shredder, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Shredder's like, haha, I'm Kilowog. And uh, once again, they did the Leo gets injured in storyline, and then they run away, kind of like they did. They do with every, well, Turtles, that's not the 87, except Apparently, in the movie it was Raph. But. According to Kiefer, they, they're using that battle to uh, explain that his voice was, was like his windpipe was crushed or something, so that's why his voice is going to be different. <laughs> it's like a total soap opera thing. Oh man, his face was beat up beyond recognition. Crap, he turned into someone else. <laughs> Quick, get Flabber to cast a spell so he looks different. <laughs> so that's cool. It's like, you know, if you're Jason Biggs clone and your windpipe gets crushed, you turn into Seth Green and then you just get to look the same forever. <laughs> Seriously, Seth Green looks the same now as he did when he was on Buffy. It's insane. Dude's immortal. <laughs> Um, Classic Oz. <laughs> jumping back to the fight scenes, like they Turtle all mech. of them were amazing. Like like fucking Splinter had like DBZ shit going on. <laughs> Splinter's Splinter's a beast, literally. And, and then 
And Leo went total god mode on everyone. Like, yeah. oh. I really want a toy of the turtle mech. <laughs> turtle mech is awesome. I just love Mikey, like, fangasming over a giant robot. To be fair, we all would. <laughs> yeah, I know. But there, there's just there's just so much going on that it it was it was great and I, I it did benefit a lot by being an hour because not only did it not have to get split up into two parts it by airing it as an hour special you got to like experience the whole thing the entire way through without any break and I, I think that that does benefit um, things like that and ju- just like kind of watching uh, 45 and 46 of game together back to back watching it in in a chunk like that really does sort of um, enhance the viewing experience I think so I'm glad that they did it like that instead of making us wait I'm glad next week starts season 3 I don't have to wait I I was actually going to say the opposite <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I I think it would have benefited from having just a short break um, I would have liked to see these last three episodes of the season you know earlier before the break that we just took. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's Nickelodeon's problem. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would benefit from it, but as being me, I don't want a break. I want more Turtles. I, I meant, <laughs> I meant what, the, the hour-long episode. Yeah. I, okay. I, well, I wasn't arguing against you. I was arguing against what Kevin said. Oh, 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 okay. You too, buddy. I, I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize Kevin spoke. So. <laughs> I, I thought he was still sing. high as a kite. <laughs> I, I guess I need to sing more Mary Poppins. Uh. <laughs> I have no idea why, but ever since Kevin sung that kite song, I've had the Reading Rainbow theme stuck in my head. Let's take a look. No, in a book. Reading Rainbow. Um, there were a lot of little things about this episode that I really appreciated, too. Like, when they're sort of digging through their uh, little uh, home, I guess, uh, for for mementos to keep. And, you know, Raph takes the picture of Slash, and then uh, they, they had, um, God, what is his name? He's Mugen Man. I just don't know his actual Timothy? name. Timothy. Yeah, Timothy. Timothy was there. I like I like having Donnie's little bucket stuff in there. Said Mikey, don't touch. <laughs> um. And uh, let's see what what else. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, like I like I like the very ending when he gets like Splinter gets saved by Karai. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Cry's Brandon not just a got your text. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why you texted me. Because he died. Yeah. The, the the internet did not like my rendition of "Let's Go Flag Height." <laughs> hmm. uh, but we'll season three looks to be a little poor bit of April's dad. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that, that poor dude. I think I made a joke a while back about what's gonna happen to him next. 
What? Because, <laughs> you know, he keeps getting, like, kidnapped or mutated. Oh, I... April's dead. April's dead. Yeah. I, I didn't hear who you were talking about. Right, so that dude, man, poor, I wonder what's going to happen to him in season four now. <laughs> I think he needs to just, you know, leave his daughter. He said, you know what? <laughs> you were doing fine. I can't handle this shit anymore. I'm going to move to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm going to move to Minnesota. Just kind of deal with Jesse Ventura. So I feel like there's other shows that we probably have to talk about. Who? What? 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 I said said who? Uh, Like Doctor Who? Yeah. Oh, because I just heard who, (laughs) so I thought you got cut off, and I thought the doctor got taken care of. Um, So, yeah, um, I love this episode. Uh, I mentioned last week that I, I really like episodes where... The doctor's sort of in the like a real world environment where he has to just sort of interact with people, and it just ends up being a lot of fun. I thought this episode was great. Um, I liked when he was outside the window trying to correct Clara when she was teaching. Oh yeah, and like she thought it was going to be some crazy explanation, but it was just about the publishing date. And he's like, "It's in the back of the book." Then <laughs> hmm. uh, it had, so had a writer's funny... bio when I read it, and it said it in there. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. <laughs> There was just so many funny like uh, one-liners in this episode, and I love that he had that sign that just said like "Keep out humans," and he's like, "Never make a sign when you're angry." Uh, I just, uh, I love Twelve so much. That robot was creepy though. Thing fucking vaporized that cop guard guy. And that like constant bit about uh, like what's his name, Pinkman, being a. Uh, uh, a PE teacher, and he kept telling him he's a math teacher. He's like, "No, I'm sorry, that's just not sticking." <laughs> I liked how he was. She was like, "Does what does that remind you of?" He's like, "The color." <laughs> She's like, "God damn it, we just did this." And she thought, or he thought that uh, she was going out with that guy that sort of looked like Eleven, with the bow tie and the hair. That was fantastic. Like, and I as soon as the guy came on screen, I saw him. Like, he looks kind of like Eleven. And then, and then they started the bit, and I'm like, "Here we go." <laughs> Here we go. I was trying to think. There were so many like little. But it, lines it fits. It fits with like, his little bit at at the beginning of like I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> like when he first um, regenerated. Yeah, he's like I'm not your boyfriend, Clara. <laughs> I'm trying to remember some other lines. This reminds me when I'm trying to remember Mikey's lines because there were so many good ones. Uh, in this episode that I just really thought were funny. Damn it. This is the worst. So is your mother. No, but, um, other than not remembering lines, it was just, it was a pretty entertaining episode. Like, the, the monster of the day or whatever wasn't really anything that special in terms of, like, an amazing storyline, but I really did think that was the focus of it. Um, I thought the whole... Jesse Pinkman guy jumping over the robot it was kind of cheesy uh, at the end. I think your mom's kind of cheesy, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm saying. What else? Am I the only one that really isn't a huge fan of him? I like him just fine. He just okay. seems kind of boring. I don't, I don't love him, but I don't hate him. I think, I think he kind of creates an interesting dynamic between... Night Clara dynamic. The doctor, but 
I just think he's kind of boring. I don't know what it is about him. It's because he's black. You don't like black guys. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, Mickey. Like, I really didn't like Mickey until he, like, went to the alternate universe. But Mickey uh, was a terrible kind of character. Kind of a badass. He's anything like Mickey. <laughs> well, it just reminds me of black. Mickey in the fact... <laughs> exactly. That's point A. That's, like, number one. They look no, alike. But, like, in the fact that when he was first around, I really didn't like him that much. Um... But I, I, I would actually really like him later. I don't think he's going to get an alternate universe storyline. Unless he actually swaps places with Jesse Pinkman, which would be crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just something about it. Um, but yeah, but it was an enjoyable episode. Mickey didn't do anything until he went to the uh, alternate place. That's true. This guy hasn't done that much either. I mean, he saved the world once, sort of, but... Yeah, but, but Mickey Let's was going down. around with, like, Rose and the Doctor and shit, and just like, oh, fuck it, Mickey. I'm Mickey Smith, and that's all he did. It's like Rose, Mickey Smith, you, but not cool. You can't be leaving me here. I'm here with your mother. She's a whore. Like, <laughs> she was. <laughs> oh, my God. Rose's mom. Seriously. I, I kind of like how much of an asshole he is to him. Like, Who, the Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Like, 12's just got such an edge to him. And I, I swear to God, like, shut up is his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, I, I dig it. I love the bit at the beginning when they show all of Clara's, like, dates and, like, how she's going on Doctor Adventures in between. <laughs> Uh, my favorite one was when she got in the car when she was wet and she said, oh, it was a freak storm. And she throws off seaweed. Is that seaweed? I said freak. <laughs> that, 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 really bit, great. that whole bit was hilarious. It reminds me of it reminds me of the, the stuff um, with Amy and Rory when they're like, you're wearing different clothes. Oh, yeah. When the anniversary party and they just yeah. made like 12 stops. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I love episodes like this. These are, they're just really fun and sort of relaxing to watch, and it's always just so entertaining to see the Doctor interact. Because and all the the Doctors have had a, a sort of different way with like how they interact with the world. Like this one, he seems like he's more easily able to fit in, and he's just more generally annoyed at everything. Whereas Eleven was just such an alien, and Ten's method was, you know. Erasing his memory, <laughs> acclimating to society. Um, so those are always really fun. I hate you. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I, don't I think a that's lot about else. it. Nope. Next week they're killing the moon, so they're gonna kill the moon. Yeah. They gotta stop Gohan from transforming again, so. <laughs> It's like whatever. The entire episode is just about Piccolo. That's exactly. Piccolo <laughs> blows up the moon. The holograms that thing the Saiyans use. Piccolo. Who is that supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm like, who says Piccolo like that? <laughs> Me apparently. Oh, no, never give up. Never surrender. I don't know why Piccolo reminds you of that. Um, I don't think there's anything else yet. Korra's back next week. There was a little trailer release, which was really awesome. You guys could talk and about Gotham if you wanted to. You, oh, know, yeah. you know what's awesome? Is the picture, the, the new mental image I have in my head of George. It's basically um, 
I thought I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot. But I was thinking, listening to uh, I was on Twitter. I saw something he said. He was listening to Twitter. I was listening chat. to Twitter. I had uh, it, my new image in my head of George is him because he posts pictures of himself on Twitter. So it's just him as like the, a gay Babe Ruth. Gay Ruth. <laughs> but with like the like uh, uh, um what do you call it? They uh like a Wacker Wilson wig riding a Segway. That's that's what like cuz you know he's the Wacker Wilson persona because I guess that's a thing we're doing. And Wait, so what does the Wacker Wilson wig look like? Cuz isn't his hair just like shaved or is it like when he had the blue wig? No, like the blue wig. Okay. Like the important. wig, he's got the wig and he's got a baseball uniform on like Babe Ruth because that's kind of what George reminds me of is just like if Babe Ruth were gay. <laughs> And like in a good way, not like like a bad like <laughs> like he just goes around like molesting people kind of way, and then riding around on a Segway in a mall. I think that would be George. So he's, he's like, like a, Paul Blart, but he's like Paul Blart mixed with Wacker Wilson, and that's that's my new image. This is Gabe Ruth. Exactly, just just Paul George rides around with a blue wig and a baseball uniform on a Segway through malls. I want to see his reaction to that sentence now. <laughs> it was purely just to get a reaction on Twitter. <laughs> this is a joke. It's going to take a little while to pay off. <laughs> I got all the patience, buddy. I got all the patience. And none of the medical training. You see, because patience. I get it. Yeah. Because patience is like patience. My puns get as much laughs as Dawson's. I get internal laughs. I hate everything. No, that's called <laughs> ulcers, Dawson. That's not laughter. That's ulcers. Um, but yeah, Gotham. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, both episodes that have been out so far. Um, I agree with some people are saying that they they did uh, beat us over the head a bit in the first episode with a lot of characters or in like references to who characters are. Um, it's not really a huge deal, but there was quite a bit of them. I mean, we had obviously Bruce Wayne, and then uh, it was going to be Catwoman, Selina Kyle, and then the Riddler was in it. Um, I I watched this show with my brother, and every time uh, Selina's on screen, he's like, "Who is this cat-like girl?" <laughs> <laughs> and, she uh, she needs a name. <laughs> Cat Light Girl works. It's <laughs> a good name. I know. Feline Woman. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Or we could just call her the Cat's Meow. No? It's too much. Too far. It's always one too far. What about Pussy uh, Lady? Oh my god. <laughs> um, who else was in it? They had that guy that I don't know if he's the Joker or not, but there was sort of a subtle reference there. Obviously, the Penguin's in it, but he's going to be the main character. Uh, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was in it. Um, Yeah, there was quite a few references. Um, But I have to say, I really like the guy they have playing uh, Penguin, who was in Accepted. He was like the crazy blonde-haired guy that showed up at the door the first thing. And I just couldn't see that for a while. But he does a really good Penguin. Like... Yeah, I, I really like him like quite him a, a bit. Um, and I I don't typically like the penguin in anything. anything. Like I'm just I'm just not a fan of the penguin. 
but I, I actually quite enjoy him in the show. He really is a terrible villain. I like Burgess Meredith's Penguin from the original Adam West Batman. I think that that was fun. He got the cigar and the that was a fun Penguin. <laughs> Danny DeVito is just creepy as balls. I don't oh, like man. the old Batman movies. They're just so fucking weird. I can't even look at them. Um, I've never actually watched them. But <laughs> that's how behind Kevin is. <laughs> Have you seen The Dark Knight? Dude, I haven't even seen Batman. <laughs> like the one that was just called Batman. <laughs> um, I had the uh, toys, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really like him as uh, the Penguin. Um, and I like the guy they have as Gordon, too. Um and I think that Once it's got this really good noise and uh, mix yeah. of sort of having this procedural cop show mixed with the, the comic book bookie elements. And I think they got a, a pretty good uh, tone going for the city, like aesthetically and whatnot. It's interesting that they managed to have, like you said, a, like a more of a cop show. But in this series, all of the cops are... Are the dirty cops? Yeah, <laughs> like everyone's like crooked. <laughs> it's pretty much. It reminds me a lot of Batman Begins, uh, with that whole bit about <laughs> with Gordon being the only one that's on the straight and narrow too. Um, Carry on my way with Kevin Supernatural, you know. But yeah, I've, I actually I've enjoyed it so far quite a bit. I'm looking forward to see where it goes, particularly like. I'm looking forward to seeing if it keeps going for several years. I'm really curious to see like how the plots develop with uh, developing villains and who else they might introduce and um, what they do with Bruce. It's just kind of an interesting way of going about everything. I was um, surprised at the somewhat more asshole-ish uh, Alfred <laughs> for this series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. But there was a there is a scene in this most recent episode where he he called over Gordon to to kind of help Bruce because Bruce has been hurting himself. Um, With a razor and blade. Gordon told him to just like get the boy help, but apparently in uh, <laughs> in Bruce's father's you know infinite wisdom his. One of his like last wills for uh, for Bruce was to not get him professional help for his his mental issues that he was bound to have. And for a second, I was like, "That's fucking stupid! Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why would you not?" And then I remembered, "Oh wait, this show has already established that the Waynes were trying to reopen Arkham Asylum." Which means that they probably have firsthand knowledge of what happened in Arkham Asylum. And yeah. we know that everyone who was a psychologist in this universe is just as crooked as the cops, yeah. if not more so. So, yeah, you know what? Okay. <laughs> Keep the boy away from the psychologist, please. If you do take him, take him to like, any other city. Seriously. <laughs> just leave Gotham. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> Um, just if, if we happen to die, can you just take Bruce somewhere else, leave Gotham, get him therapy in a nice safe place? I have a fear he's going to become a crazed Batman. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've heard rumors. Um, but yeah, that's uh, – I forgot what I was going to say there. Yeah, that's, that's all I have. 
Now be peace when you are done. Um, yeah. I actually like uh, Will Smith's wife in this. I think oh, she yeah. does a good job at playing a, a villain. Yeah, she does. <laughs> What's her character name, too? Now I'm trying to think of what her character name is. Jada Pinkett Smith as herself. Very <laughs> pretty funny. She's always been in Batman. Don't you remember her? She was in all the scenes in the original movies and in the reboot. Uh, but yeah, they have some some interesting stuff set up right now. Penis. Um, and I, you know, it's funny because, you know, I am a Batman fan, but I'm not like no, super not. into it where I know lots of things. So I never any out of any of the things that I remember, I haven't. I don't remember who murdered his parents and like why it was important. Um, it was that one guy, that criminal guy. They gave uh, him a name, the one that know. stole the money from the. Oh, that's Spider-Man. It was Sandman. There's <laughs> Sandman. In this one, they're gonna bring Sandman in again, and he did it because he needed to buy a Dawson loaf of bread for his daughter. Dawson isn't actually a Batman fan. He's just more of a Superman guy. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I actually really did like Man of Steel uh, quite a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be Sandman actually, so that's already solved. Brian just solved it. <laughs> Oh, that was so dumb. (laughs) So dumb. So dumb. So, so, so dumb. I think that's next week. Uh, Like I said, Korra's back next week. Uh, Arrow and The Flash are going to be starting next week. Oh, did you finish Supernatural yet? Not yet. Oh, my God. How far are you? I got like four episodes or five Uh, or something. So you got the Snooki? Yeah, she's a crossroad demon. That shit was awesome. Yeah, I only have a few left. Um, <laughs> like Snooky, like yeah, <laughs> makes sense. What was Paris Hilton again? I was trying to remember what she was the other day. She was some sort of like demigod or something. I don't remember. I don't remember anymore. Because uh. she was an episode where she was turning into all the uh, like wax statues because she needed to be worshipped because she was some sort of something, some sort of god or something. Yeah, I block out Paris Hilton. Yeah, but uh, that was pretty funny. Like when they met, like I mentioned to you, when they mentioned it, I thought that it was just a funny line that she turned into Paris Hilton. I didn't know that she was going to be in the episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she good. was there. Because those girls are just reporting the crime. They're like, now who attacked you? It's Paris Hilton. <laughs> uh, I love Metatron. He's fucking Revenge of the Nerds, dude. Fucking Rex from <laughs> Toy Story. It's the main villain. What? He, we, we, I think he voiced Rex in Toy Story, didn't he? No. His voice sounds similar. Rex in Toy Story is um the guy from The Princess Bride. I, I don't Vegas, know that movie. The, the Vegas Vacation? That one either. <laughs> he voices I I someone. I can't think of voices someone. Uh, His voice I don't sounds know, so familiar. He was... He was um, he was in Revenge of the Nerds movies. He was Booger. I don't like those movies. They're too old. Why yeah, does see, anyone listen to this? <laughs> <sighs> Your mother. I like Castiel. It's, it's not a decent reaction. Anyway, there there has to be something else that we have to do unless we can, you know, end. <laughs> uh, Facebook. Oh, Your God mother. <laughs> I know. It's Facebook's that son of a bitch you always forget about. 
this week's Facebook question was about um, who is your favorite Six Ranger from Power Rangers. So I'll just wait for everyone Hold to get on. it up. I've got to get it up. Right yeah. the pills. So Alan Brown says, does Magnet, <gasps> does Magnet Defender count? It's him. He is the guy. <laughs> this is an episode of Monk. Did he do it? He's the, he's the murderer? He is um, the guy. Kevin Tesseract said, Dino Thunder White Ranger was pretty epic. Always loved the Drago Sword, and the suit is pretty awesome. With that, I feel it's time we have an evil Six Ranger again. Sean RJ gave us a long answer. Uh, he says, Merrick, and then I'm not sure what that face is. Like, W mouth? What is a W mouth? James Parr Jr. Uh, says, my favorite Six Ranger would be Ryan, the Titanium Ranger. It's the hair. Anthony Ciano says, oh damn, this is a hard one. I'd say White Dino Thunder because his normal suit and something that I can't read because Bill is in the way and Super Dino Mode suit are both pretty sweet. <laughs> Gary M. Baker says, okay, well normally I'd do a witty response or make a joke about Dawson's mother or comment on Spray Can's Alpacaness. It sounds like Kevin. But since I've been going through a horrible depression, I'm going to be blunt. I hate the series, but I love the suit. Mercury Ranger. Jeff Mossas says, There are so many, but going to go with Antonio because he was a tech and texted his morph, hashtag GoPower, and love his sorts. But RJ is awesome. Don't know if he'd be a six or how we do those, but yeah, lol. I think that's how Jeff talks. That's, so that's how, how I, Jeff talks in my head from now on. That's accurate. <laughs> John Michael Duggan says, I honestly don't know if I can narrow it down to just one. I guess it'd have to be the Gold Zeal Ranger, specifically Jason. I love the suit design, and when I was a kid and Jason came back, I lost my shit. We better I, find Nick. It's going to start smelling up the place. <laughs> I somehow had a feeling he was the one that would take the power, though. How? Like, that wasn't even hinted at. Like, no, that wasn't even there was like There at. was like three or four other people that were hinted at. <laughs> Hell, Skull was hinted at at one point. <laughs> Skull, Billy, and Tommy's brother were all hinted at before Jason was even a remote consideration. George Henson Jr. says, Not counting the Ranger support class for next week. My favorite two six Rangers are the pair of Gem and Gemma. They were raised in isolation and grasped onto the only thing they knew, childhood. It formed them into the perfect soldiers and the most terrifying people. They became Rangers to escape, only ending up in one of Vengeance... Ven- Vengeance's prison camps. The World War II style conditions only twisted them even further, and they came out warped and explosive. I hope that pun was intended. So many don't see that side of them, but they, um, I'm reading too fast. They think the twins are silly, but the darkness is what drives that. that. Damn it, Bella. <laughs> Gemma especially has a sad side and cannot sit still. They grew so much and survived far more than we ever saw, and that's why they're at the top for me. Patrick Elan says, I had to wait. Quantum no. Ranger. Such a great developed character, and he was a total badass. He reminded it me a ton of Black Condor as you started off hating him, and by the end, you couldn't hate him. That's a sign of a great character to me. Plus, he totally would have gotten medical attention if he had been stabbed. I don't I don't understand why you would hate him at the beginning, but whatever. Um, I just want to say that during Zeo, Jason was getting blowjobs in Switzerland, so there was no reason to assume he'd be Gold Ranger. Uh... Stephen Ketchum, Ash's brother, says, 
I'd have to say Cam, the Green Samurai Ranger, started a weakling, but he became an epic badass. That's what Ash's brother would sound like. When is he a weakling? He's shown to have the ability to fight pretty early on. Simply because he was a nerd, therefore weakling. Boom. You've been cammed. <laughs> Retro cammed. Kai Lee says, the joke answer would be Antonio, because you guys would stay golden and be fantastico, like all Latino. <laughs> and the amazing morph call of gold power. But I think my heart lies with Zane because of how Andros just kept his best friend frozen for a few years in the Astro Mega ship. Plus, love that arch with uh, Astronoma slash Corone was pretty fun. Uh, oh, that love. Sorry, I read that wrong. Um, also, he totally bangs Corone. <laughs> so, something Kevin would love to do. Who wouldn't? Plus, Zane looks like a softcore porn star, so there's that. <laughs> We're going to have to teach Aerosol how to do the cool power. I love that. Also, I've been playing Pokemon so much, I seriously just read Antonio as Articuno. <laughs> My favorite sex trainer is Articuno. I'm fond of the love arch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Phantom Thong says, Hot bot to my RJ. penis curves. He was at the six ranger panel, so it counts. <laughs> my Fair penis curves... When that happens, it becomes a love arch. Uh, Jared Castiel says the white, the white Dino Ranger suit. Fuck yeah, has to be. I get trend. it. He suit is so badass. I want that suit. You get it? You like the suit? All right. Uh, Queefer Martin says going with Cam because he had a likable, sarcastic personality, gradual character development from episode one, rather than an abrupt appearance out of nowhere. The best six ranger introductory ep of the entire series and an ancient ninja electric guitar. Peter Lee says Trent the White Dino Thunder Ranger uh, because he's Tommy Dunn Wright. He also Tommy in the team up. <laughs> he is. <laughs> True story. Also Tommy Dunn Wright. Sam McDonald says. <laughs> Udana is my top pick if she counts. It's sort of fun to have an older person be a ranger. If not, then Daggeron, Gem and Gemma, and Doggy Kruger. That's like five answers, bro. Because hashtag fucked awesome. Oh. <laughs> Gong. <laughs> Says, so I looked at the list of six rangers on the PR wiki with 18 names and loads of homework. I figured a pun paragraph, punograph wasn't worth it this week. I chose Sam because his suit was the only one Wait, was the only one with an actual six on it, more or less? Okay. Where am I? Uh, Joshua Perry says it would have to be Trent because camo. What does the dog at my work have to do with anything? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Oscar Peckert says the triple Pecker? switch Pecker? motivations, Ranger, Dino, Thunder, White, God. What the hell are you talking about? Um, he's <laughs> like a writer. What? I don't. <laughs> I think you're drunk. <laughs> Go home, Pecker. You're, you're drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you're drunk, Oscar. You, you need to go home, buddy. You're, you're drunk. You're drunk. TKDT Gray says Cam because of all the reasons I said last Facebook question of the whenever Dawson decides how many days are in a week, weekliness, hashtag Dawson logic. But I'll give Gold Zio a mention because of all the hype he had and his, uh, his identity secrecy. No other season had that much build-up or that lasted so long. Hashtag 
That's what Fusion. she said. Uh, Chris from HJU says, Merrick made me realize I was gay. Does Oop. that count? <laughs> but seriously, Gem and Gem are my favorites. Their quirky personalities mixed with their creepy and disturbing past made for some great character moments. I don't I don't blame you for going gay for Merrick. Just want to put that out there. His voice uh, is insane. <laughs> He's from Texas, okay? Uh, Christian Shear says... <laughs> I fucking hate you. It's my favorite sixth ranger. Technically fifth is Trent because I was four when Dino Thunder came out and it was also my first season. So in my mind, Trent is like everyone else's Tommy. I'm okay with that. Dude, you're young. We have really young viewers. <laughs> Joel James Jagasia says, Merrick Jenna from James Wild Enough, fuck. Wild Force was my fa- my first PR season, and it will always be my favorite. Merrick had a badass Sue and was to be one of has to be one of the best villains in all of PR. Oh no! Stewart says, "I know I said this with the class question, but Cam, <laughs> class question, what is wrong with you, bro? I just love this character to death. He is funny, strong, and has a smooth ass suit." Well, Fuck off, like Chenix. So. <laughs> Pretty much gave my it? thoughts in the last question. So for those curious, listen. The more listen, the more are our episodes. There, did you guys advertising? Thank me later. Fuck you, Chenix. To ourselves. <laughs> we pay good money for advertising. Uh, Dan Felt says <laughs> it's hard to pick, but I'll go with Cam. His family dynamic. Family dynamic. Made him one of the I most interesting you. characters from the series as a whole. I had to do it. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make me hate you less. And everything. Um, okay, so my... Let's do it. Let's Cam's, do it. Cam's a pretty you know easy happening. pick. Um, I I kind of wanted to pick Cam last week, and so I, I, I'll go ahead and pick him this week. Uh, Cam's as easy I, as his mother. I do. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, I do really like Kruger. Um, I'm not really sure where he slots in, whether this Dude, week or next week. But um, there, there, there's been a lot of great Six Rangers. Um, like me. I, was I really, a I really like Daggeron. Um, but it, it, it's it's definitely Cam. Robo Knight, anyone? Robo Knight for best ranger ever. For best robot ever. How many Six Rangers were rapping? In a library, I'll tell you how many. None, except one. Wiki wiki. Slim shady. Um. So mine is kind of tough because oh, God, often, um, you know, the six ranger suits are usually my favorite because they usually look the coolest. And there's a lot of the characters I really like. Um. I don't. I really don't know where RJ fits. I don't know if he counts in Beyond because he's like four, so he would technically be my answer if he counts. Um, but if he doesn't, I'm actually going to be really odd and say Antonio, um, because out of all the ones, even though I liked a lot of them, Antonio was the only one that I could think of that really stood out from everyone else for me in that season for whatever reason. And maybe it's because I watched it recently, but I liked Antonio a lot. I'm full power. I'm 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 holding over RJ for my answer for favorite Violet Ranger. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just waiting um, there, but uh, my answer, um, and I think you all know what my answer is. My answer is obviously Tommy. 
There you okay, go. let's please not do this again. That's two weeks in a row. <laughs> All right, fine. My answer is going to be Titanium Ranger. I mean, come on. He's American-made. You gotta love America. I mean, he, he had so much story. He was in so much footage that, that he has to be best Sixth Ranger, or best anything, really, ever. Um, you know, Ryan for best Ranger of all time. Um my my favorite sixth ranger, Jungle Fury Elephant Ranger, that voice. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I have an actual answer. Um, Cam got so far away from himself he can't even figure. It out. <laughs> like no, I'm sitting here playing Pokemon Platinum because I was bored. I was that bored. Uh, I said, let me complete a Pokedex, and uh, no, uh, I really. <laughs> Because the problem, my problem is that the sixth Rangers are kind of all my favorites from most of those shows. Merrick, uh, Eric, uh, everyone Zane. that rhymes, Derek. I actually, I like Zane. I really do like Zane, uh, even if he has that porn star look. Like, it's really hard for me to pick. I do agree with the guy who said they like the Mercury Rangers suit, but just not the show. I thought that was a beautiful answer. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I can't answer this question. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give my usual Jedi mind answer and go all of them. <laughs> well, my normal answer would be me listing each one of them and why I like them, but I don't have time for that. It's two in the morning. Hey, nobody got time for that. Motherfucker. So the last week. All right, uh, Aristotle, go ahead, because you know, I'm not allowed to give my joke answer because you're all bitchy about it (laughs) because it's just the same thing again and again we get it Um, (laughs) we get it mmpr well if i'm not allowed to pass then i guess i'll say gem and gemma uh which they really when gem and gemma first showed up i remember a lot of people really disliking them and you, you still have people like that now but um i actually always really enjoyed them for some reason uh Mostly because they were so different from the rest of the cast. Um, they they clashed with the tone of the show so much at times that, in a weird way, they still kind of fit. <laughs> I, find, I find it funny that people don't like... I think people don't like that little like, twin thing where they would just finish each other's sentences. Kind of like, you know... Oh, yeah. Exactly. The whole Hans and, and Anna thing. But I actually found yeah. that to be one of the funnier things about what? them. Oh, okay. Sorry. I got thrown. <laughs> I'm not used to that. Uh, well, one of the f- get- first character in history and it's a villain. Seriously. My name's never used. It's like, come on, son. <laughs> you, you got thrown like Christopher Reeve? All right. Oh, too soon? I'm sorry. Uh, and, and, and I mean, plus, like... When you really start to sit down and think about their characters, uh, pretty much like everyone else kind of says, I mean, they, they're they a little more disturbing when you kind of put it all together, like why they act the way they do. I'm fine with it. Yeah, they, I like they, disturbing. They, they really were great characters. Oh, and no Mike Ginn is just an awesome person. He is. Brian awesome. hugged him. I hugged him several times. Sorry. Brian stalked the man. Brian didn't get to attack him this time. No. I was sad. I wanted to see Brian attack Mike in. I wanted to see us have to give Mike in a Pikachu. 
<laughs> now it's time for final thingies. I have a thingy and it's not final. I totally would have bought a Pikachu just to give to Mike again. <laughs> I would have too. I like how you stop to do final thingies and then continue the same conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I just, it's, it was important. It's important. It's very important. Pikachu. Um, Team Rocket for justice. As per usual, um, the Facebook Say question is not going to be next week. It's going to be week, week after next, and it's going to be sort yeah, of this George, get catch it right. all. This catch all. Like anybody else, like it could be people like Cat Ranger or Wolf Warrior or Blue Centurion, and just kind of like Defender of the, who, Who's your favorite? Whoever the fuck else is essentially who's gonna be. <laughs> um, so that's gonna be that. Um, and I was thinking, I thought that would be the last one, but I might do a villains one after that. We'll see. Who's For the Power Rangers villain? category, at least. Who's your villain in the category of Power Rangers? Who's your favorite villain Tommy. in the category? Of <laughs> Tommy. Spoilers. Yeah, so that's that's that. Well, okay, Bella. <laughs>